So Mixologist, if you love this show and it's ever made you think, you know what? I should make my own podcast. I say go for it. Let me tell you about Anchor, okay? Honey, it's free pumpkin. Yes, free. There are creation tools. It allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer just like I do. You can literally even add songs from Spotify directly to your episodes. The possibilities are endless for whatever you want and can create, whether it's music analysis, your own radio show, something the world's never heard before, or join the rest of us and talk Bravo, Housewives, Bachelorette, all those fun things you love in the TV you're watching. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, many, many more. All the girls will be able to hear you no matter what or wherever they like to listen. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, Pumpkin. Literally, you put it out, you can get paid for it. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. It's super, super easy. I love it. I use it all the time. I make this show and y'all love it. And you know what? I couldn't do it without Anchor. They make it so easy. They have the best support staff. You literally can reach out to them anytime. It's truly a great way to start a podcast journey. Get yourself out there. Talk to the people. Connect with the people that love the same things you love or people who maybe want to have a little discord with you. Either way, mix it up and let Anchor help you do that. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That is anchor.f as in father, m as in mother, to get started. Download that free app, honey, and get you some podcasting. Hey, y'all. I'm Moni, and you're mixing with Moni, okay? Welcome to my weekly mixer where I take your favorite Bravo shows, TV news, and hot topics, mix it with my opinions and some of my friends' opinions, a little shade, and sometimes a cocktail or two. I'm bringing in my POC perspective to shows we all love. Let's mix it up. Just welcome back. Welcome me back, if you will. I am feeling so good about being back with all of you that I started the episode off with a song, which is something that I should do more often. There is no real blueprint to this show. Sometimes we get it, sometimes we don't. I am in all so many different groups. If you follow me on Instagram, you know, I watch all kinds of shows. I've made many binge recommendations for the quarantine because I made the simple statement, E makes better one-off sleeper hits than Bravo, period. And it's just the truth. Love Bravo. They don't make good one season wonders, you know? E does. I made a great recommendation list and highlight on my Instagram at Mixing With Bonnie. If you so choose to look for your bin, your next binge there. All those things are available on the Bravo TV app or E or NBC Universal or I believe Peacock. I am in such a good place. So that brief snippet so no one can sue me or should sue me or want to sue me of a song was called Lost by Beam, B as in boy, E-A-M as in Mary. 
And uh, yes, I spell things as, as if I'm placing orders over the phone uh, with names and things. I wanted to start off with a song because I've been feeling really good. It's been a few weeks, it feels, since I've done an episode. Bravo has not really given much, so it's okay. Um, but I'm back, honey, and it's thick, juicy, mm, mm, good, okay? I am so excited for today. I have an amazing guest that I will get to in a minute. We had so much fun. I cut nothing out. So if you don't get to it, I honestly, I don't care. So don't tweet me that you or Instagram DM me like, you should really cut it down because I really won't. There are people who love it, people who don't love it. I choose to listen to and serve people who love it. And honestly, I'm just grateful for whatever amount you decide to listen to. I don't care if you don't get through the whole thing. That's fine. You're not going to hurt my feelings. As long as you have a good time for the whatever portion that you can listen to, I'm happy. We're having a good time. We're partying. Any given moment, I'm saying something that I probably shouldn't be saying that's, you know, too much energy or shady anyway. So I don't care. You'll always find some good money madness at some point in the mixer. So mixologists, we're going to start off first with, of course, our black excellence and I still would like to give it a title that's different than Black Excellence because that's very redundant. It's been happening so many times before. And I want to highlight the stories of things because it is truly excellence whenever, you know, we're doing something against a system of oppression. But I really want to do something to kind of highlight it more and say something about it. But I, in the meantime, in the interim, Black Excellence will do. I do want to honor uh, Nicole Thea, the YouTuber who was 24 literally my age, who passed away. Um, it is still unknown, or at least not known to us, the public, how she passed away. But she was pregnant with um, her first child, I believe, with her boyfriend. And they were pregnant. She was very excited. She had a lot of pre-recorded episodes. And unfortunately, she did not make it to term. Her and the baby are um, no longer with us, unfortunately. Uh, it's not known what the cause of death was but I just really want to make sure that I honor her and say hey like we really need to protect um black mothers mothers go through so much women go through so much and it just really scares me as a young woman who is black and of a of a younger age of what it means to be pregnant and what my resources will be it sometimes very much so makes me scared. And again, we don't know what caused her death, but for her to be pregnant, it really just makes me, it makes me anxious. And I feel really sad about that. Um, but I did not want it to be my black excellence, but I do want to support, you know, her, her YouTube episodes will be airing the ones that she previously recorded. Her boyfriend, you know, went back and forth. I've read about whether or not he, they should release them. And they decided to release the final episodes of her very, very popular channel. So that's Nicole Thea, um, she was a beautiful and amazing, talented and fun young woman to watch on YouTube and rest in peace and in power to her and her baby. And in some more positive news of Black Excellence, because I didn't want to end on that note, Madeline Swaggle, so sorry if that's not how you pronounce this woman's name. I believe she is a lieutenant, um, according to Because of Them We Can, which is the re the source that I'm using for this information, she has become the United States Navy's first black female tactical jet pilot ever. That is amazing, unheard of, eye-rolling to first, 
being the first, but amazing that this woman got to be the first. She is apparently a light and her best friend being such a good best friend tweeted, um, just my best friend making history. And she looks so happy and excited. And the chief of Naval air training also even tweeted, um, that she congratulated, they congratulated her on completing the tactical air strike aviator syllabus. Swagel is the U S Navy's First known black female T-A-C-A-I-R to care pilot and will receive her wings of gold later this month. Hoo-ya. And I say that back at her. That's amazing. She should be so proud of herself. She is a native of Virginia, which is obviously right around the corner from me. Um, but she finished her tactical skills training in Kingsville, Texas. So shout out to them for doing that for her. It took apparently 110 years to happen, but Swagel has blazed a permanent trail that will inspire black girls to continue to break the mold and soar high. Quote from Because of Them We Can. And I think, I think that's wonderful. And it's an amazing role model um, that she can be to so many young women, young girls of color, young black girls that, you know, the Air Force is for us too, honey. We are we are in here. We are fighting for this country because we want to make it better. We still love being here and want to protect it. And I really wanted to add that in because true love is showing some dissent and saying, hey, I want you to do this. It's like what parents do for their kids. You want them to do their best and be the best. So you lovingly critique them, but you still love the shit out of them. And that is exactly what she is proving is she loves the shit out of this country. She's fighting for it. And she did an amazing thing by making history, but it shouldn't have taken 110 years. And that's me critiquing it, you know? So that being said... Let's get into some fun and have some fun and get into the good stuff. This was a fun episode. It's long. We talked about a lot of things. It is raw and uncut because simply it is late. I have schoolwork and I don't feel like editing the whole thing. But also it's, it, it, it's we gave more than Bravo gave us, but we're going to make up for it. So we want you to have fun with us. So please pour yourself something nice. Enjoy yourself. Get, you know, cozy, comfortable. Do whatever you're about to do. Something productive. And let's have fun. I have Courtney from LA, uh, one of the two judgy girls on this week. I'm very excited to have Courtney on here. And we talk everything bravo tv shows past tv shows random ass connections that no one else should know or remember but us and everything in between we are all over the board but we get through a pretty amazing lineup of hot topics new york beverly hills recommendations personal things it's it's a really good episode and i hope you'll enjoy and of course, if you like it, let me know by writing a review and tell me how much you loved it. Some five stars would be really cute. Love that. If you didn't like it, I kindly suggest you pick another podcast. Um, it's really easy to do. You don't have to let me know that you hated it because I simply just want you to go find something you enjoy instead. So by all means, enjoy coming up next, the Courtney from Two Judging Girls. All right, guys, as promised, I am back and I am bravo blessed to have one of the incomparable two judgy girls, Courtney from LA. Welcome, Courtney. Thanks for coming on and mixing the buzz. 
Thank you so much. I'm proud to be a mixologist right now. Um, oh my so god! Thank you for having me. I was I was like listening to you because I always love to like just listen. I try not to listen to Bravo podcasts in general because you know I don't want to like take from other people subconsciously or whatnot. And so I was like, but I wanted to listen because obviously you have to do your research, you know. And I was like, yes. oh my god, I could be a mixologist. I love this. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love that. We have a really fun thing going over here. I love. Like, you know, I'm sure, you know, with the jurors, they're all messy and great, but my mixologists are fucking hilarious. Like, they are in my DMs every day. Like, girl, when you said this, I was legitimately in the middle of my wine, and I had to leave my boss, and I had to go home and go listen to it in the car. That's when people leave their jobs because they're listening to me. Like, girl, they're going on a road to people clean their houses and they listen. I feel like I'm really doing productive work. I'm really increasing productivity in people's lives. I mean, honestly, within COVID, I feel like you're an essential worker, you know, doing this. I Definitely. So, you know what? I'm going to write my governor a letter after this. Great. Thanks. Um, I'm going to do that. Um, okay. So I'm really excited to have you on. We are going to do some hot tops and some Bravo and some overall bullshit because that's what we do. Um, but first, of course, we have to address uh, the tragic passing and finding of Naya Rivera. They did find her body today when we're recording this. Um, after five days of being declared disappeared when boat officials found her son sleeping on the boat that she had rented but not returned. And it is honestly like, it's really heartbreaking. It's very eerie that it's happening on the same anniversary time as Corey Monteith, who was also one of her uh, co-stars and the cast was there at the lake. And have you heard of Lake Peru? Like, is this a, is this a popular boating destination? Have you heard of this being from so California? I have not heard of the lake, but my, one of my friends who grew up in like Santa Clarita area, she said it's like 20 minutes from there. So I think Naya grew up in LA. And so it just seems like that's kind of where they lived in Santa Clarita Valley. Like that was the lake that you would go to, but it's really sad. I mean, that's what I was going to mention too, is like how eerie is it that they found her body on the anniversary of Corey Monteith's death? Like right. it's, it's very eerie. And the whole thing, it's just, it's that story is so sad and when those kind of things happen I don't know about you but like I am like glued to my phone like refreshing Twitter feeds like trying to like figure out like like I feel like I mean and I don't know if that's like morbid or not but I'm just always like what's going on like what happened like is there is there like something fishy going on or like what is the details like I'm just like I, I like sub submerge myself for sorry that was like a backup lack of a backward no. there but you know what I mean like same I absolutely was doing the same thing I have been checking everything like Twitter Facebook because I'm just like this is the craziest thing and it, it, it hurts a lot more when you know these people and I think that you know when I was a kid it was one thing people would die and I either would or wouldn't know but now in this age of social media and like me growing up in social media like I'm truly a Twitter mm -hmm. kid so growing up in this it's like there's really nowhere else for anyone to go but down and it's really freaking me out because they're all like a part of my life like my childhood yeah. in some way and I just Naya Rivera's character on Glee you know obviously not to reduce her to just one role but it was pretty monumental I mean to be Latina to play a queer character it was such a major job that she did for so many people to kind of normalize that amongst her community, amongst people of color, where, you know, being queer is, is still very, very, very problematic. Um, her talent was absolutely undeniable. I literally, as a kid, never understood how Rachel Berry kept getting these goddamn solos because <laughs> she was not 
the best singer and there was like literally all the evidence in the world it was naya and mercedes they were the only two people that could oh, sing yeah. on that show so i was like what's happening why mm -hmm. do we keep giving it to this girl like i don't understand <laughs> so i you know let's i make really weird humor when i am uncomfortable so I'm just, i i like laugh here. uncomfortably and i always have to say i'm sorry i'm not laughing because it's funny i'm laughing because i'm uncomfortable and that's yes, like my go-to that's, so. that's all Yes, I completely understand. Yeah, I allegedly she saved her son, but okay. not her. She couldn't make it back to the boat, um, and you know her son being found um, allegedly sleeping peacefully is clearly a testament to how great of a mother that she was, and mm -hmm. you know that he was not harmed, and he's you know with his dad and he's safe. So honestly, rest in peace and uh, rest in power, Naya Rivera, because my God, that was it's in this was like a really weird forty-eight hours of like just deaths mm -hmm. and i i don't like it so i would really like us to just speed on past this like <laughs> 2020 can go on ahead and call a timeout i'm ready to take a break. legit when i i said it was like when new year's eve comes around again we are starting 2020 over okay oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I haven't aged that <laughs> nothing bad has happened like we are just gonna start over like nobody you know nothing's bad has happened and it's just we start 1 1 2020 again Yes, I would love that because I missed my golden birthday with it being in quarantine. Oh, and in no. January, I had this huge blowout planned in Atlanta. It was in Buckhead. It was at a hotel. It was super fancy. All my friends were flying in. And then one after another, they were like, hey, girl, um, the way this pandemic's looking, don't think I'm going to make it. And they were doing that before the shutdowns were happening. They were like, mm -mm, not worth the risk, but love you. So I had to spend my golden birthday in my house and it was fine but just i'd like to do that over so thank you yeah no you definitely get to and i think you still just say it's your golden birthday next year yeah, i think that's, that's the fun. best way to go i cannot imagine a more fun time than going to buckhead i used to uh my my dad used to live in alpharetta so i like know oh, that area yeah, so did my uncle yeah no it's a, but it's just i mean atlanta is just such a fun place like i haven't been since i've been like 21 but you know the dumb things I used to do as a teenager I was like oh god I can only imagine how oh, much fun yes. <laughs> it can be very fun so I'm looking forward to that and we're actually going to talk a little bit of Atlanta record, um, filming news because we came in today a little later but in some far less important mess from some of the hot topics of the week Villa Blanca is closing for good many reasons have been cited as to why rent problems, alleged bankruptcy, someone said paint repairs were on the door, something like that. Some of the neighbors are like, they just can't swing it. I've also heard the food was terrible. Do you, why do you think they're closing? I also heard there was like a sexual harassment case too that kept, yes, that, that they was like brought out. Yeah, yes. and they've had some in the past. And honestly, so my, <laughs> my gyno is like right around the corner from there so like whenever I have to go I'm always like I'm gonna drive by you know sorry we're we're fast friends here right like everybody's yeah. fine with my TMI <laughs> but it's so every time I like you know whenever I go or whatever uh, I, I check by like Villa Blanca and I drive by like it's also you know I used to drive by Kylie or Kyle by Eileen too and they would always be empty Bill Blanca one time had people there and I was like shocked at it and I just think it's because one I don't think it's like that great of a restaurant in Beverly Hills, personally. Like, I think there's far better places that you could go to if you're going. And two, it's not on that like Disneyland block of Vanderpump restaurants. Right. Okay. That makes sense. I just like, wonder where people will take their wives now. I mean, that is a great question. That is a 2020 question. Where will you take your wife? At LVP, where will you take your wife? <laughs> 
or only I mean, the mistress and maybe that's the problem. Maybe that's the problem too, is there were, there's so many mistresses that that's why Sir is popping, right? Like Villa Blanca, you oh. only have one wife unless you're doing like sister wives kind of thing, but like you could have plenty of mistresses. So, you know, there's yeah, just how more. often are you taking your wife out if you have some, if you have a mistress anyway, you're obviously spending too much time with the other woman. <laughs> exactly. Um, but that's so. actually the one that I haven't been to. I've been to all the, uh, all three, like I've been to Sir Pump and Tom Tom, but we've never been like, it just doesn't make sense for us to go to Villa Blanca. Like, nah, there are better places to go in Beverly Hills. Yeah, I've never really seen it, heard of it. And I've always wanted to go to California, but I do a lot of my own tourism research by everyone else who's going to California. And I've only <laughs> ever seen this place be forced down our throats when, like, the Chrisleys went in one of their episodes. And I was like, isn't E the sister network? You know this was manipulated. I don't believe they really had. No one else is in the restaurant ever. And Lisa always makes this big deal of being like, oh, well, it's just you and me today for lunch. I'm like, is it just you and her today for lunch? Or always only you and her for lunch? Because there's no one ever there. You're always having a closed restaurant. And also, is it good business to constantly close your restaurants down to have lunch with one person? I don't think it is. I have a feeling that I'm going with the latter of what you said, that they're not closing it down per se. They're just using that as the excuse, if you will. Exactly. <laughs> so a lot of financial trouble happening. And on the East Coast, Melissa Gorga house is for sale. It has been listed by NJ Lux Realty, uh, realtor to the celebrities. And I was very confused as to how many celebrities, if they're in New Jersey, like it's no, sh no shade to New Jersey, just how many celebrities are we dealing with if we're claiming to be a celebrity realtor in New Jersey. That's just my question. But how much the are they selling it for? So the caption was you should be so lucky to live in it, but I guess Melissa's luck has worn out. She's no longer <laughs> in it. So um it's been listed for two million nine hundred and forty eight thousand eight hundred and eighty eight dollars. Wow. That's that was lower than I thought they would try to list me it for. Two, and I have, she actually did some digging, and without giving away her freaking address, because that sounds like a lawsuit, I will say it's six bedrooms, seven full bathrooms, one powder room. The listing also said it has nice grounds, a pool, a stone patio, an outdoor kitchen, a lower level built for entertaining. I wonder if the rent would be okay with that lower level. Okay, I love that. Okay. <laughs> and um, it's being sold for 2.94. However, about eight doors down, the same realtor has a listing and it's seven bedrooms, seven baths and three powder rooms. And it's a $500,000 increase on that house. It, it's legitimately the same street. And from what I can tell, it's not any bigger. Um, so I'm wondering if it's, is it that it's the studio and the basement and Melissa like used one time that is reducing the price? Is it that this other home just has three, two extra powder rooms? Maybe it's just, well, what celebrities living in the other home? Because it's I a celeb real it. estate, right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he has like 111, um, 111 listings currently. But somehow, I've only heard of the one of being people. And I've asked my friends who live in New Jersey. I'm like, who is this person? Do you yeah. does he represent some of the other people? And I have a friend who lives like apparently like a, a around the corner from Fetty Wap, the act, the the rapper uh -huh. um, who was also on the Housewives of New Jersey giving Teresa's oh, child rap Melania. lessons. Yep. Yes. Mm -hmm. 
And she's like, um, I know he didn't sell him his home because I know who sold that home. And <laughs> I'm like, okay, great. And she also lives across the street from Jennifer Aiden. And she's like, I know he didn't sell her that home. So I'm like, so who is he selling to? I don't understand. These are I all great questions. But I, love, I have to say, I love your detective work, though. You've gone above and beyond here. And it'll stay in my brain forever. So when I turn 43 and someone will ask me random facts, I'll just be like, did you know Melissa in 2020 sold her home in the middle of a pandemic for $2.948 million? But like also, so I like this whole theory too. Like you have to think like, I guarantee three of those rooms are unfurnished in their house. Like that house is so gaudy. Yeah, I've never understood it. New Jersey real estate is very weird to me just simply because of where I live. The, the bigness of their home for such a minimal price, which is not minimal by itself, but just it doesn't seem like it's only $3 million when we're watching like Beverly Hills and right. Dorit's home is $7 million and it's considered practically a starter home. Right. A lot it's of like people. she has a Vanderpump Rules home. <laughs> right. And then you have like and me and I'm in the DC area and you have Giselle on Potomac buying a house in Rockville outside of Potomac. And it's basically, you should condemn it, and it's a million dollars. Yeah. And, D- so DC like, real estate is, like, ridiculous. It's mind-boggling. It's literally the reason I'm moving to Georgia. There's no other reason. I just can't afford to live here. I love <laughs> it here. I just can't be here. My mom is like, I'm moving to a one-bedroom after this pandemic. I don't want you to be here anymore. Quarantine or not, you gotta go. And I was like, okay, I'm out. So I'll just go to hike in Atlanta or something. Um, I love that. That's hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) I just don't understand what they're thinking about down, why they're downsizing now, unless Melissa has given up on her fake baby storyline, because if you don't have another kid, you would need a Did you see that she photoshopped Antonia's nose? Yeah, this is exactly why I'm very against her having another child. I just think we She's going to go down the Gretchen and Slade route. (laughs) Please don't Photoshop your children. Like, I don't know why I have to say that. This feels very strange coming out of my mouth. But please do not Photoshop your children. I don't understand how um, Teresa's oldest daughter, uh, Gia, has the wherewithal to not Photoshop as a 20-something. She didn't even Photoshop yeah. herself and her cousin, but your mother did. Antonia is, I mean, granted, I know that's like Melissa's original nose, but she's gorgeous. Like, she is stunning. She's got, and she's like, what, 14 or 12 she's or 14 or something? She's like, why are we doing that? Like, that's like so, it makes me so sad. It makes me think of like the Beerman, the Zolciak Beerman clan oh of like I how much body dysmorphia they have. And like, you girls are stunning. Like, please, I mean, if, listen, if plastic surgery makes you happy and you feel better about yourself doing these things, all for it, right? Like, you do what makes you happy, but like, it makes me sad when like moms kind of put their insecurities on their kids and then as a result like now she probably thinks that her nose is horrible because her mom photoshopped her nose yeah and not to mention it's gonna it's gonna seep into her brain literally it's gonna be in there at some point and that really upsets me i am currently getting my master's in elementary education so i oh you take thank you i have to take courses on cyberbullying because it's that prevalent that kids spend their entire uh, bank of self-worth on social media the whole thing is withdrawn every single day and invested into social media and that already is a lot but to have your mother kind of contribute to that factor i'm not 
you know, criticizing Melissa, I'm just like, don't, so, don't Photoshop the kids, <laughs> period, right. the children. If she right. doesn't want to like herself, let her do it when she's 21 and she can do it. Right. Not now, she's a child. For sure. Um, and that's save this for another podcast, but wow, the getting your master's, that's amazing. We'd love to hear more about that, but that's for another, you know, <laughs> outside of this, but that's, congratulations. That is awesome. Thank you. I'm just, currently I'm just very grateful that I won't be done in time for this school year because the teachers are pissed about going back to school. So I'm like, I'm going to miss this round and I'm just going to go ahead and, uh, come back around next fall because oh in 2021 (laughs) yes when we start this year over it seems like it's gonna work out perfect because the the girls are mad okay they're out there in the streets and I don't blame them so when I'm done if I ever go into a classroom I will always make sure I will ask my kids every day did your mother photoshop you today like yeah, look, I need that. Make sure, I don't know, I'm going to hold some second grader and be like, I'm so, mm-hmm. so sorry that your mom didn't like your nose on Thursday. It just doesn't seem right. You're going to have to ask for all parents' Instagram handles at the start of the year. You know, yes, basically. So that you can do some light stalking. Oh my gosh. So in other news, there is, I, I can't not address it, especially with what we do here over at Mixing with Monty, I love to bring in multiple worlds because it is very difficult to be a person of color, especially a Black woman who loves Bravo and is always in the middle of two very different worlds, which is very whitewashed pop culture that only sometimes hears things from uh, Black urban pop culture. So I'm just in the middle, you know, minding my own business. And then one day, Foxy <laughs> Gate happens. And I was like, oh my God, this is my, this is my calling. I know both parties really well. <laughs> and that is how Mixing with Monty was born because I was over in the shade room looking at all the coverage of Foxy and they kept saying one of his business partners. I was like, no, it's Randall Emmett, film producer extraordinaire, <laughs> fiance of Lala Kent. Do you not know anything? And then I'm over in the Bravo stuff and they're like, randomly Lala's in trouble with 50 Cent? Huh? I'm like, he is a producer on the biggest show in Black culture ever. It is called Power. Get into it, people. This is a big deal. This is a big feud. And so literally I had to say something. So then there are days where my worlds combine again and Will and Jada have given me that because entanglement is the meme of the end of 2020. Like entanglement. So that's what we're going with. I love it. And I I, love the flair of it, but it's so ridiculous. It is, it sounds like, at the risk of saying literally, and someone giving me a one-star review, it sounds like what you tell a politician to do, it feels very Olivia Pope, it feels like we got media, um, we got media, you know, lessons, literacy lessons at the beginning, we admit to nothing, we use fancy words, as a former English major, I'm impressed, I love the word entanglement, as a young woman who really enjoys celebrity trash, I was like, entanglement, bitch, you mean affair, that's what you mean. I was like, is this what we can use as a word now? Because like, if something ever in my life happens, like I'm going straight for like, well, that was an entanglement. 
So right. I, I couldn't do anything about it. Like when she was like, I'm going to bring myself to the table. I was like, oh, this is going to be good. And then I was like, wait, what's happening? Like, did, I don't even know, have we admitted to something? Have we just like really skirted yeah. around the issue? Are we like two really good actors? And do we like plan this out and plot it out of what we were going to talk about? The whole or thing was kind of wild. Enough. And we've all been gassing up people that are not that great of actors. Because <laughs> I'm like, if this is Will Smith's best performance, and True. I've seen this win win many awards, if this is the best he can do, oh, he's mad, girl. He is mad. Because uh -huh. I'm not convinced. So if this is what he could muster up, it means that behind closed doors, as soon as they call cut, he was like, get the fuck out of my face. I'm like, I've and seen concussion. I'm, I know he can get angry. Hello. <laughs> I know what is it pursuit of happiness he was oh, God. and he sold it so oh, I guess it cheers me up just thinking about that movie oh man exactly so I know he has it in him but he mm -hmm. didn't have it in it with Jada he was tired my poor man will are you familiar with the dynamic I have to explain it anyway so okay so it sounds like now you tell was it four years ago or this lasted for four years it, they seem to have conflicting stories. Four years ago. I'm going to let you explain when, it. And then I'll, okay. and, then I'll, and then we could discuss because I feel like I'm going to ask too many questions. And then you're going to be like, so it's actually, I could take 30 seconds to tell you. Right. The whole thing. So, okay, great. This is all alleged. There is a young man, his name is August Alsina. He is a very popular rapper, singer. Uh, he had a lot of big hits in the early 2010s. Um, he featured on a lot of songs, DJ Khaled, Nicki Minaj, Chris Brown, Trey Songs, all the girls who, and that's what I use as a universal term for everyone, the girls. Um, he was everywhere and then he really got sick. He struggled with some addictions, some yep. sicknesses, and he also lost his brother and you could actually hear in one of his albums at the time, he basically, in the middle of the recording, he just cracks and breaks and starts weeping and it kept it. And I'm like, I don't know what you wanted me to do with that, but um, I'm not well now. Yeah, so like, okay, you can keep it. rough feelings. Yep. <laughs> I don't like it. Um, I'm so <laughs> sorry. <laughs> and I'm so how, did he become, I'm, how did he become friends with Jaden then? Because he's like, what, 26 or 27? Yeah, he's basically half her age so yeah. we it's that's where a lot of people have gotten really upset about this is because he gave this interview recently about nothing of this this was a small portion of the entire interview with Angela Yee from the Breakfast Club but mm -hmm. he was basically alluding to the fact that Jada was a mentor to him. She kind of stepped in when he was struggling with everything. And we all, at least again, in like black urban pop culture, we knew they had this kind of relationship. People have thought they were fucking for years. That's really what we thought. We, she always denied it. So we were like, okay, because this was around the same time in the early 2010s, about 2013, 2014, where people thought that J Will and Jada had an open marriage. And oh, I we for found sure out... Do they not? I for sure think that they do. So we found out in the end of the Red Table Talk that they were, at the time at least, they were just separated. So they weren't open, they were done. So that uh, makes sense What do you think happened? Me. Oh, I mean, when Will said... He was done with her ass. Those are his words, not yeah. mine. I felt that. And I <laughs> was like, oh, Jada is, was out there in the streets doing things. 
that she should not have been doing. I believe mm-hmm. she got too close with August, and I really think that it. Uh, he has always been the arguably more working actor of the two since she, mm-hmm. uh, since the '90s. Her acting career. Yeah, I, <laughs> she hasn't done a lot since then. He's been employing him and his kids. Yeah. So he's been busy. I think that something went on and infidelity was already alleged and they just decided, he decided for whatever reason they were going to separate. He has made it very clear many times that divorce was like not an option for him because his divorce from Cherie, you know, Mm -hmm. Garcelle's friend was his biggest regret in his own words. That was his biggest regret. Divorce was not an option. It's the single worst thing he feels like he did in his adult life. And I've never heard anyone talk about divorce like this in my life because I'm just like, more power till you get out of there. If it's mm-hmm. not a good situation, which I still think this is not a good situation. And they started, she in August apparently started their entanglement <laughs> once Will pulled the plug. And Will goes, entanglement? And she goes, entanglement. And I was just like, this is maddening. I really hate celebrities. All the memes are so funny from it. They're like, amazing. It's so good. I guess my thought is like, Okay, I thought it was like, I, I worked in PR like years ago. And so that was like always kind of a rumor. I mean, ups- unsubstantiated, but it was just was an open relationship. And so I was like, well, maybe he's like pissed because she was like being sloppy about it. Like maybe it's like, yes, it's an understood thing, but like you don't do that. And then maybe he was like mad because it was Jaden's friend. Right. So like that angle of like, this guy was clearly like, he was unwell and like she like maybe like took advantage of it and that's what he was getting upset I don't know it's like I feel like like, there's so much more to this and you owe us nothing but you owe us everything (laughs) I mean if you're gonna come talk about it talk about it that to me if you weren't gonna say anything then don't I'm fine with that but you Mm -hmm. decided to bring yourself to the red table and in (laughs) my opinion you should not have brought your husband because he is mad he did not want to be there Will was not happy and it was very visible it seemed like the goal was he wanted to make it seem that even in the midst of their disagreements, they are still supportive of each other. Mm-hmm. And I'm here to tell both of them that did not come across. That did not <laughs> The goal was missed. We didn't get that vibe. I didn't get that vibe. I got this man would really, really, really like to put her out on her ass. And I don't know if I blame him because as a mentor, especially because I am, you know, studying education, which comes with psychology and children and things like that, having that power dynamic is not a good thing. It's kind of like the unspoken rule of why professors shouldn't date students, because even though they could be two consenting adults, there's a power dynamic there that is unethical. And Jada, there is always going to be a power dynamic when you date someone half your age. Not to mention he's sick and vulnerable and he sees you. And she labeled herself in the Red Table Talk allegedly as a healer. And I was like, um, I don't like (laughs) these words. Who wrote your note cards? Because I would like to have them rewritten. Do you think Scientology plays anything into this? Like, I think when you say like, Will won't get divorced, that kind of thing. Like, do you think, I know that they say they're not Scientologists, but they donated tons of money to Scientology and all this stuff. And I wonder if he, like, if he also wouldn't get divorced because she'd become a suppressed person or like something like that. You know, all those, Scientology is crazy, but I wonder if that plays anything. Yeah, Scientology is an absolute nut house. If they are, and this is alleged people, if they are in that world, and this is alleged people. Allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. 
You can't sue us because we said allegedly. Allegedly. Those people, oh, I always put a marker in the beginning of everything anyway. I go, allegedly. You're not getting me. But Scientology is crazy. So if they are, I can understand it because they're dynamic. How they ended it, what I went in there looking for was answers about August. What I walked out with was a lot of concern for Will Smith. I was not comfortable with him staying in that home for a lot of reasons not because I thought he was in danger just their dynamic does not seem at all what is repeatedly idolized especially in the black community I mean people rap about wanting that Jada and that Will love they literally just pounded each other and said bad marriage for life you can keep it I don't want that I was so what, strongly know. What would you have rather than, instead of her going to the red table, right, because it just basically left more questions than answers, like, should she have, like, put out a statement? Should she have just ignored it completely? Should she, like, what, or did she do the right way of bringing it to this? Or, like, should she given an exclusive interview without Will? Like, what would be, what would you think to, that would be the right I path? I think that, and I think of it from, from two perspectives. If she wanted to go the route of controlling the narrative, which is like the marketing mm-hmm. route, which I would not blame if I have my professional hat on. That's fine to protect the brand. I would have had like say Oprah or someone bring it to the table mm-hmm. or her mother who's always on the red table talk or her, mm-hmm. even her daughter to be like, what's going on between you and my father? That would have felt more honest even if it was scripted. I, it would have still felt honest. People would have believed it. I would have still yeah. called bullshit, but I think that it's, <laughs> it would have at least been a little bit more believable than to see her husband there and it'd be like, see, he knows everything. You can't tell him anything because he knows everything and he's here because he isn't finding anything out new. And I just think there was too much pressure on that situation and on Will versus if she had just wanted to clear Will's name that he did not give August quote unquote permission, which seems to be what they hung up on, but they actually exposed too much from the back door when they were trying to cover up the front door. So <laughs> I would have just written a statement and been like, you yeah. were separated. And there was, you know, a relationship with August that started at a time when Will and I were separated and it ended when we decided to come back together. And that's it. But he didn't get permission. He just, we were doing our own thing. Yeah. And because the idea of Will saying, now I get to get you back. She goes, no, you got me back. You go, well, I'm just still trying to get you back. I'm like, this is not good. Hello, red flag. Do you think we the Margot Robbie rumors are, the Margot Robbie rumors are true? I certainly do. I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do yep. too. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. there's a lot of things happening up in there. And I they mean, really good chemistry is. and focus really good yes and I was like that movie sucked but there was great yeah it was was great for me I watch it on a plane actually so I always just say when I'm on a plane and I think a movie is good I'm like oh this must be a horrible movie because I love plane movies but when I say it out loud people are always like no that movie was not good like oh it must be the emotions from being so high up yeah I thought I was like they have great chemistry in this like wow really great actors no, I will admit, I think Margot Robbie is just that great of an actress. But Will was enamored, which who wouldn't be? Margot Robbie is amazing and stunning. So I it's get it. It's insane. All yeah. I heard from the whole thing was it's cheaper to keep her. That's what it, it sounded like to me. Mic drop. Yep. I mean, <laughs> if anything, there's like rumors also swirling around that like Ellen DeGeneres and her 
wife yeah. are uh, going to get divorced and it's a $500 million divorce. And I said, if that teaches us nothing, it's that Will and Jada have to stay in this bad marriage 100%. because it's just simply not worth the money. It's, I, I personally, I always laugh when people are like, I would never sign a prenup, blah, blah, blah. And I just always think of like, oh my God, but what if you were the one who ended up making like millions in your relationship and then it goes sour? Like, wouldn't you, like, I always think this of like, I would be fine with signing a prenup. Like, because I'm thinking about what I bring. Gabrielle Union talks about this in her book, uh, that when she and her husband, her current husband, Dwayne Wade Mm -hmm. got together, they both were full of prenups. Ugh. They're the perfect people. I hate them. I love them, but I hate them. And I want to be in the family. They're just so good. I'm just so bothered by this. But they both were taken to the cleaners by their exes, allegedly. So they were like, oh, we are strongly prenupping. And we love yeah. each other, but we are definitely prenupping. And I am all for that because I really feel that although Will Smith sounds like he didn't want to get divorced from Sheree for whatever reason, it honestly could have been that she took him to the bank yeah. and was entitled to it simply because, of, you know, California laws are really finicky when it comes to mm-hmm. divorce because it's kind of a free for all. And she was on Hollywood X's. I don't know if you ever watched, but I did um, not. She, oh, she, that's a really good thing to go find. That's what? a very okay, Hollywood, good thing I'm to writing, go find. writing this down right now. I always need yes. more trash television to find. Oh, yes. I just did a, I'm going to add it to my highlight. I just did a highlight of all the things people should go watch on E! Because E! has always had better one-season hitters than you're Bravo. So, I don't you're understand You're so why. true. That is, yes. You're so right there. Right. Like, we, Heidi Dillon was on a show before she was on Dallas, people. It was on E! It was um, Big Rich Texas. Yes, oh, Big Rich Texas. Yes. Oh, yes, because Leanne made appearances on that one, too. Yes, she did. And, yes. But I like Dav- Dallas Divas and Daughters better with Pamela, and I think they need to call her and bring her to Dallas because they need that replacement, and she'd be a good one. And she's married to a Latino man, so we don't have to worry about a lot of racist remarks. We're good. You you are so good with research. Like you are straight up. I mean, we say like MKEPI, like Megan King Edmonds PI. Like, you are amazing. Yes, I just showed people that Megan King Edmonds was on resale royalty. She was on the cast, and it was on E. It was about a consignment shop in um, St. What? Louis. Wait, what is this called? Just, it's called resale royalty. It was on E, and it was a, cons- a high end consignment shop, like a real real. There. Yeah. But in a store, and she was their floor model, like a model in the floor. Stop it. Oh, my gosh. She's reprimanded. She is reprimanded in the first 10 minutes of the show, of the first episode. That is amazing. I love those, like, those secret finds of, like, did you know? I did not know this. I I was finding the girls. There's a girl named Deandra Barwell who's always in the background of Houses of New Jersey. She's really good friends with Melissa. She has, like, really long thick curly hair she looks I believe she's black or she's Latina or both and she was on So Cosmo which was a show based uh, out of Cosmopolitan and their editor-in-chief went on to be a producer of a show called The Bold Type on Freeform which is based on DeAndre Burwell and all the girls who worked at Cosmo so it look at you I love the I I like love and hate the bold type so much like I'll sit there and I'll just like because you know they put it on Hulu so I'll sit there and binge like six to eight episodes and like the show is so stupid I'm obsessed (laughs) I love it it gives me I I really hate that it's geared towards teenagers because I'm like this is not going to happen to you when you're 20 (laughs) 
I promise. I know. I'm like, Jane, Jane, you are the worst. Jane, you are a Carrie Bradshaw. You are the worst. Like, (laughs) I cannot stand her. Is that what her name is? The main girl? Yes, Jane. Jane. Yes. None of this is going to happen to you. You You'll never find she's fine. Especially not looking at a magazine. You're not going to become best friends with these girls. I'm like, and and there's no doctor and like also like extra writer who are both very good looking fighting to be your boyfriend. Nobody wants to be your boyfriend at 25 or 34. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that's just me throwing in my own personal life, but whatever. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That is so funny. But yes, you want to go watch Hollywood X's. I promise you. Oh, I got Hollywood X's. I've got big, big rich Texas. I've got resale royalty. I'm, I'm going to have to do a deep dive here. Yes, they have. So just for people who've never heard of Hollywood exes, it was on VH1. Nicole Murphy, Eddie Murphy's ex-wife, is yep. one of the exes. Um, oh, Maite Garcia, good. who was married to Prince. She's the only one who got down the aisle and was married to Prince when he was uh, just the symbol and, and not the, the man um, with a name. And all her china has a symbol on it and she won't get rid of the china, which, duh, I get it. Um, yeah. Jessica Conseco, Jose Conseco's ex-wife. Um, Sheree Fletcher, Will Smith's ex-wife, who he has repeatedly said was the hardest thing he's ever done in his life was divorcing her, and that is the mother of his oldest son, Andrea Kelly, R. Kelly's ex-wife. The mother Ooh, of this all is of juicy. these kids. These are juicy. Shamika Lawrence, Martin Lawrence's ex-wife, and Shanna Mochler, which Barker's I, ex-wife. Yes, yes. yes. That's that sick is, that I know that. <laughs> That's the cast. That, Wait, that, these the are cast. like all like this is like all like big po- popular guys in the '90s. Like they're, I don't even know why I haven't seen this show before. I'm like obsessed now. Like now, was this was Prince's ex-wife on it after he passed? Like what? When's this show from? No, no, he was alive. This was in 2012. This is well. I just think like. Prince was such like a private person. I'm so surprised that like he didn't try to get the show shut down or something. Like it's just the people you just like mentioned. I'm like, whoa! I'm so surprised that their exes. I guess what can they do? But it just seems like they right. They I mean, Jose makes some... appearances, so oh. he was oh, fun well. with it. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, he, he loves the camera. All up in that thing. Yeah, he is mm-hmm. all up in that thing, and so and, and she is, and so is the daughter. And they even did this show. Were you did you know about this show? I don't remember what it was called but it was about like troubled daughter and mother relationships from tv and jessica oh, conseco was also on it with her daughter and oh my Josie god conseco? And I, yes and i want to say so was kim richards kim richards yes oh with kimberly and, i think right Gosh, yes um, it was like and almost was like a, a marriage boot camp knockoff yes but with you know yeah mothers and daughters really washed yes. up you know, Shar Jackson, who's Kevin Federline's ex-wife yes. or oh ex baby mama or whatever. It was, it was from Moesha. Like it was it was Shar Jackson. Epic. Wow. And these, are, like, these names you're pulling out are like bringing me right? back. <laughs> it's, it's, this was a great, I mean, a big time for me because I grew up in the 90s. So and I was and my parents were like, you were going to know all the important things of culture. Forget whatever your kids are you kids these days like you need to know the old stuff. So all these people I was like, I know you. This is important. Why is no one talking about this? And I was yes. like, that's wife. And yeah, that's why I'm like, like what? Still, she still had like the crib or something or like the baby that she ended up um unfortunately having a miscarriage over. It was pretty epic. I mean Andrea talked deeply about R. Kelly and 
you know, all the things. And I was like, this is, this should I mean, wow. it was three seasons, so it did pretty well. Wow, I just can't believe, like, I feel like this show is, like, right up my alley. I've watched every trash television show there I'm is, and I cannot tell, believe. I tell people all the time, like, I watch it all. It's really, it's not healthy. Um, <laughs> I really would like to dial into real reality a little more, <laughs> but I, I don't. In fact, I am, I am so deeply entrenched in reality world. I have made friends with so many background players of, of the reality shows that I like to watch. For instance, and, and we'll get into this, I know the current VPR and House of the OC strategy for filming. So content is coming, people. Don't worry. Oh, and wow. I am, I'm excited about it, but I'm also very nervous. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> like you expect the VPR cast to be responsible during a pandemic? Oh, okay, girl. Yeah. Um, have you heard what's what they're about to do? Or no, what I would love to, to hear. I just feel like I cannot believe that Vanderpump Rules is even coming back. I can't believe, and like I don't want to relive any of this COVID stuff. Like I've been saying this since the beginning when they started filming for OC, and then it stopped. I was like, I've lived it. I do not need to see how the rich people did it. So uh, what I hear are some things of, and I don't know if this is going to be a blessing or a curse. One of the things <laughs> I've heard is that allegedly we're only going to see them get tested for COVID once. And though they're going to be tested in real life every week of filming. And um, that is not how inoculation works, but it's fine. Yeah, um, I was like, okay, <laughs> sure. If we have to just do this for appearances, yeah, that makes sense. But, but we're not watch them get a COVID again. test. <laughs> but, I'm, but some people are going to be like, three weeks in when they're in, in each other's faces they're going to be like um we should have probably taken the COVID test now and not yeah. at the beginning um so they're going to be doing a COVID test allegedly every week they are using producers cell phone footage like producers are going to be shooting <sighs> on their cell phones um Ugh, yeah so ready, to be honest this just doesn't excite <laughs> me <laughs> I just, just are you ready for this are you excited for this I am not excited for anything Vanderpump Rules to ever return to screen again. I think if you put it on a camera roll, if it's something I can do, you honestly can keep it. Well, I mean, because you know, Gaga no has way. shot her video, Selena going, they've shot their music videos on that iPhone 11. Great camera. <laughs> like, oh, I yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm like, I don't care. And like, I just, and who who are people on like Vanderpump? I don't want to watch Jax anymore. Like he's disgusting. Like take Brittany with you. Either. She's trash too. Like Tom and Ariana are like the and, I mean Katie to that extent, but it's like there's only like a handful of characters. Like why aren't we doing this Tom Tom spinoff? Like Vanderpump is done. Lisa needs to go too. I feel like Lisa's trouble. I don't even understand why Max still has his job overall as even a manager. Um, because I know she knows that that's not there. who he, he that's not who he is I would know I'm like um okay sure like okay girl but but you fired him after the show that the episode that you said that the tweets came out before you guys did nothing for the entire season but sure okay like because I feel like I mean I feel like they did it because they had to right like their hands were tied right their back Absolutely. and they're like oh Stassi and Kristen are out and then we'll just like throw Max and Brett in for like good measure so you think that filming on a camera on an iPhone is going to be the answer because people are obviously hurting so bad for Vanderpump Rules I mean we just got off arguably the worst season ever and that's actually yeah. really saying something um the ratings were so down even before racism 
And then when racism <laughs> happened, people really were like, I don't think I feel comfortable watching this. And their response to that was, let's put more money into it. So, okay. Yeah. Um, but because OC and VPR share the same production company, uh, this is like the protocol for both of them. Um, it's I want OC to be canceled too. I'm ready for that to go down rigor. It can just sail away into yeah. the sunset. Give it it's, an Irish funeral. We'll yeah. let it on fire down the road. Um, I don't want it. I, I like Bronwyn, but that's yeah. it. I, I, yeah, I don't mind Emily either. But yeah, I just think like Kelly Dodd, like maybe because Tamara was so, and Tamara and Vicky were so bad and Kelly's, you know, people always like, we always call her like Kelly God because we're like, oh, she's ridiculous. But now like, as you've seen like her true colors through like COVID and stuff, I'm like, this isn't somebody, like, she's a monster, and I cannot claim her as my monster. Like, it is... Oh, I've heard from a really reliable source that a lot of the things people are upset about her saying in real time, because it was such a break, it does get addressed. Like, she goes head-to-head with someone on the cast because she's a idiot now. (laughs) Or always has been, but is really letting it hang out. Yeah. So, they uh, let it go head-to-head, but I'm, like, I have come to terms with Kelly being an idiot. I don't need another rich white woman to yell at this rich white woman about how <laughs> much right. she is problematic. Because A, I know it won't change a thing. B, right. you could yell at the entire county for that. And A, I mean, nothing would really get done. And C, I, I don't care. So um, yeah, I've I don't been think quarantining need... in Orange County. Let me just tell you, there are some people oh, here. Oh, bless you. <laughs> I'm like, okay. (laughs) And they're filming their confessionals at home. So we're going to get a lot of like individual scenes. And that's fine. I don't mind seeing the kids, but I've seen everyone's kids except for Bronwyn's, who I'm fine to see now, but we don't need an entire season of this for that. And then um, what's the other one's name? She's the one with the extensions. The hair is bad. (laughs) Honestly, I don't remember her. I always think her name is Emily. And then I I get a visual of Emily and I go, then who's that one? So (laughs) we can't even see her kids. She has a new fiance. She moved in with him and all his kids. I don't know whose kids we can see. So I just think you can keep it. This doesn't feel good anymore. Yeah, it's just, you know, it's run its course. And I feel like maybe, and... And I think that COVID should be a sign because I was thinking before, like, this has to be the last season. Like, we're, we're kind of just done with it. And, and then COVID hit and I was like, okay, that is a sign that it actually should just be done. Like, no, actually, I think Bronwyn's actually has, like, interesting storylines in the sense of, like, her kids. I actually Mainly think because we don't know stuff. them. Yeah, that's totally true. But it's like the rest of them, I'm like, none of you are that interesting. Like, Shannon, you were fun, Shannon. And then you went to Trace Amigas. And now, like, you're trying to, like, get back with Kelly. But Kelly's now, like is on the wrong side of things. And so it's just like, eh. Oh my God, sidebar. Did you see Denise Richards' little TikTok of that she's fucking Denise Richards? Have you seen this? Yes, I saw. So I saw that and people were talking that Shannon. Why is Shannon in it? I, okay, I must not have watched long enough. I didn't notice it. I didn't notice Shannon. Did you see it on Denise's or did you see it on like Bravo? Oh, maybe I saw the comments by celebs or comments okay. by Bravo. Because some people cut it out because it, on the Bravo TV one it, that they posted today, she's, Shannon's at the end. It's literally the Real House of Beverly Hills theme song. And then it's, I'm Denise fucking Richards. I'm fucking Denise Richards. And then you just see, and I'm fucking Shannon Storm's Bador. And I'm like, 
why though are you that oh i just, okay i just watched it now i was just watching like without sound but what the heck so i wonder I wonder if they had to do something for like the Bravo TikTok or something and Denise didn't cut it. Like, I wonder if Bravo sent them the video or something. I have no idea what's happening, but I'm very, I'm disturbed yet interested in Brandy commenting, OMG, me too. Like she's because, fucking Denise Richards. Yeah. It's like, and this is like the like, biggest Oof. eye roll. I don't care. But as a former English major, I love a double entendre. So I was like, wow, this is great. This is very desperate, but I'm having a good time. <laughs> I'm not above it. I know oh, I, yeah. I know when I'm being fed trash and I will eat it. It's hot. I yeah. called it something. If someone will get a, get a shirt that says that. Oh, um, I called one of the shows that I recommended on E! Magic Trash. It's magic <laughs> trash. Um, it was in reference to... Uh, what happens at the Abbey? Have you heard oh. of it? Oh, of course I have. Come on now. That's like right around the block for me. Shows that's on the ever. same block as the Sir, Sir and Pump and Tom Tom. Like that's, so that's like in So many people had it. never heard of this show. And I said, this is the show that Van Pumples could have been. And yes, I say could have been, even though the Abbey I thought it was a had... horrible season. Really? I thought it with just one season, I thought we could get a lot. I thought we could do more if we had a second season. But yes, had, I agree. Yes. Really, it just had everything that Vanderpump Rules lacked, which is diversity in sexuality <laughs> and race. And that's all we needed to have a good time. Totally so, agree. I thought there was, like, there was so much potential to it. I totally agree. Because it was like, yeah, like, I'm hooking up with him. And then I just hooked up with her. And you're like, okay, interesting. But then I'm fucking that guy. But then also, like, we've all hooked up together. And it was one wild night. And you're like great this sounds wonderful I need more details and I felt like it was just a little too overproduced when I was like no 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 like you they will give you all you need you don't actually have to overproduce anything because these characters are actually interesting but we're not getting it like I didn't feel like we got to see all of that because they were trying to like make it more than what it was which is right who work together and then you make them hang out together outside of work like we need to just see that dynamic just let it play I would out. like to see the dynamic be natural. I mean, why, we know that it's there because one of the guys, he is a gay man and he is having a baby with a gay woman and her partner and his partner and they're going to co-parent. And I was what? like- What? I love this. That what? they can't, that, that's obviously not made up. They're obviously really great friends if this is what they're doing. It is also kind of genius because it's yes. a person, you don't have to go to a sperm bank you know exactly who your surrogate is as the man, you know exactly who the donor is as the woman, and you're having a baby, and the baby gets four freaking parents. That's it's amazing. I, actually, I love, I love that. That's and like, Wait, who is it from the cast? Oh gosh, it's um, I hate to say this, but it's the only black people on there. It was them too. Oh, well, <laughs> I hate that the two yeah. means that it has diversity, but it does more than DPR. So. Well, but no, but also it was like, yeah, like you said too, it was like diversity there. You had like sexuality. Like that was one of the reasons, except for all the, they were so messy and like actually horrible people. But I, did you ever watch Are You the One on MTV? Oh, of course. I'm obsessed. Yeah. So, you know, the last season was like, uh, the you could be bisexual, you could be gay, you could be like the, the, the whole rainbow. It was like the, yeah, it was fluid, the fluid season. And I was like, this is so interesting to me because it's like, I think I'm so right. I'm 34. And so I'm like, I feel 
the younger generation is more like fluid, right? They're more, and then we're kind of like, I'm kind of in that in between of like my parents and then like the younger generation. So it's like, for me, this has all been like a learning in the sense of like sexuality and how people see it. And so I was like so intrigued by that season because it was like, just to watch people be so free and like open. I don't know, I just like loved it. Does that make sense? <laughs> Yeah, no, it was a, I thought it was a really good season. It showed a lot of, um, they broke a lot of stereotypes all at yeah. one time and they did it so effortlessly. They did it in the same way that I praise the show, The Politician, like love it or hate it for the storyline. I really like how they include all these characters of so many diverse yeah. fields without ever mentioning it. Like it's not a thing. They're not right, like That's not who deal. they are. Right, they're not making a big deal out of, out of a paraplegic being in the show and being the villain, he's just simply there. And they're not making a big deal of this trans man there. He, or you're like, oh, well, he's a trans man. Did you know? It's like, he's just yeah. there. Like, they're all just there. And I was like, well, this is why, mm -hmm. <laughs> this is why Gen Z really hates the fuck out of everybody else. Because <laughs> everyone else is like, first black person to be the valedictorian, first gay person to do this. And they're like, are, are we still, we're still in first? <laughs> what did you do with all of your time? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't know. It's a very good question. They scared the fuck out of yeah, me. No. It's <laughs> the reason I went elementary and not high school. Because I really <laughs> wanted to teach in high school. And I was like, actually, they could make me cry. <laughs> so let me not. No, but I totally no. agree with you. I think it's just like, there's like this like renaissance of that's not just because this is like one defining factor of you does not mean this is like your entire personality. And I think that like, as time goes on, it's maybe this is like, I don't know if this is going outside of the realm of what we were talking about, but it's just, a, it's a really great time right now. That you're like allowed to be you and it's whatever you is, do you know? And I really appreciate that time. I yeah. think that, you know, they're going to be, I think the earth's going to be fine when we're all gone. Cause these fingers crossed. I mean, I don't know what's going on. I don't know with COVID. We might not be here, but I don't you know. know. <laughs> Actually, that's a very good point. I mean, in January, definitely didn't think this was going to be a thing. By April, <laughs> I packed up and we fled Georgia to come back to DC for, we were like, okay, what do we need? Like three weeks of clothes, two weeks? And I've been here four months and I'm washing the same thing so many times. And I'm torn because I'm like, I should keep washing, but also I should order more things, but then I got to spray down the package and now I'm out of Lysol and I don't know what yep. to do. Now I'm just going to die. Mm -hmm. No Lysol, I'm going to die. So I've moved my entire wardrobe, like everything. I keep, every time I like go to my apartment in LA, I'll go, I'll stop by like every couple of weeks or whatever, you know, like I have my friends like checking all my stuff, but like, I'll go in, I'm like, oh, I got to bring this down next time. I'm like, I think I've moved besides my large furniture, everything down to my mom's house. I'm like, am I, am I officially living here? Like at six months, am I like an official resident here? <laughs> I, that's what happened to me. And I'm supposed to go back to Georgia at the end of August. And I'm doing it solely to quarantine just because, again, can't afford to live where I am. So I'm going to stay in Georgia and I'm just going to stay in my house and go to yeah. work and um, figure out, I, I will really work from home. Thank God. I'm really blessed to have that opportunity because I, Georgia is doing numbers and it makes me very mm -hmm. concerned as to how they're going to start filming Atlanta at the end of this week because they're supposed to start Thursday or Friday. That is what we've heard. However, who's returning? So what we have is Cynthia Candy Porsche Kenya back with the peach. And you're telling I don't me, know you're telling me no, Nini. Nini says that she would like to finish her 
um, negotiations allegedly by the end of July. She hasn't done, she hasn't finished the negotiations because she is getting that show on NBC Universal on I think E. So she's getting her own show. Why are we rewarding bad behavior? Um, I, I don't know. She did assault a man, and I say justice for that man. I so, mean, what happened in that closet? <laughs> I just want to know. But the man went to the hospital, and teeth were gone and gone awry. teeth. And like, what the hell happened know. in that closet? And why did I mean, she get her own show? I just don't find Nene interested in that. God, she, I mean, I also think we've known her for so long. I think she really resents this process now. So I don't know why she would want to return to it. I simply don't understand because it's very clear she resents this show. It's, it's, and I, I understand it. Like, I honestly do. I don't hate her. So I get it because I've always liked Nene, but I saw the decline from season three Nene, which I think is arguably the best television of any housewife show ever. It's season three of Atlanta. It's a fucking good time. It what happens hilarious. in that season? That's when Phaedra comes. Oh, God. Oh, that my is God. June, with the, July. With, when, when is her baby due? She's like, five, seven July. months? Like, <laughs> and then like, you don't know. June, July, though, that's an eight-week difference. You don't know I when just, your baby is supposed to come out. Oh, man. When Phaedra comes, and yes. You're so I right. tell I have, such I a good season. Be, I have explained this so many times, right? <laughs> I have explained this scene so many times in the podcast, and I'm going to do it again because people love it. Please do. There's a scene where Phaedra is in a, a furry, see-through robe and lingerie, and she, she has rhinestones on her eyeliner line, and she is making salmon, bacon, eggs, and um, a waffle for her husband, Apollo. And she sits down and she's talking about the bacon. She goes, mm, this is a really good bacon. I got it from the farmer's market. You got to get it from the farmer's market. I love cooking for my husband. This is nice. Because, yeah, thanks, babe. And you just hear Nene's voice in the background. Apollo is a criminal. Phaedra <laughs> married a criminal. I don't know how that works with her being a lawyer. Maybe she met him as a client. And I'm like, why? This is how they got to be the highest rated show on Bravo. It, this is it. Apollo is a criminal. Maybe she met him as a client. And I am like, this is how Nene got fans. (laughs) But Nene, like, we, so we just, like, did a rewatch of season one, episode one of Atlanta. And, like, Nene was, like, at that point, like, she thought she was a star, and she was a star. And then something happened where it was, like, she was, like, now I'm better than all of you. And it was, like, that's where you make your mistake, right? Like, you thought you were better than everybody, mm-hmm. and you're an ensemble. You went to go do that Ryan Murphy show. It was a bust. I, I like, I specifically watched that show for NeNe, and I was, like, this show is Me horrible. Me too. The new was, normal. Don't go look yes, at I was people. Yes, the new normal. And I was, like, and then something must have happened, because Ryan Murphy loves to reuse like actors from shows right and he's never called Nini again and I'm like I think she has this diva behavior but nothing to back it up and she could have just been the star of Atlanta and at some point she would have been offered a spinoff yeah absolutely and I think that she and Teresa Judith have a very weird um attitude about them now where they both recognize they need the show but they don't want to need the show but they will be damned if you take the show from them and it's like that's a whole lot of emotions right there girl you really gotta figure that out in therapy and not having cocktails with your therapist that's not what we do that is legitimately the the wrong thing to do right and like "Mm, if your therapist is like your friend it's not really a therapist but that's fine you need to have a healthy reverence right 
like it's just it, it's yeah I just feel like I don't need Nene back I think that there's so first off I think there's so many women in Atlanta that could like fill these roles like there's so many stars I I want like more famous people to come on these shows like but not so apparently there's two new ladies coming Ooh. on the show allegedly one is a name that we will recognize and the other is someone that's relatively unknown which I think is probably a, a, that's a good balance in between the two if it's can you true. tell us we don't know who the other one is yet. We just know it's not Monique because it was rumored to be Monique. Yes, I saw Monique and I was like, I oh, don't, that didn't seem like a fit for me. Yeah, she answered. She said, no, Nene's her girl. She would never do that. But also she likes to watch the show. So she'll be watching with us, but she's not on her name. I and wish I Shamari said, came back. I thought Shamari was like a hot mess express, but like, I thought she was fun. Like she was gave something else. And I think if she got like an, like if you're giving Eva an extra season, like Shamari could have had an extra season. Right. Shamari could have done it. I think they, they, what they really missed the ball with was that they never got to have, uh, well, how we got candy was because Bravo approached tiny T.I.'s wife and they Uh. asked her to do it back in the day. And tiny, well, T.I. said no for tiny on tiny's behalf. Um, so I think they should get Toya, Tiny's best friend, Candy's best friend, who has been on reality TV. She is not married to anyone. She's the ex-wife of Lil Wayne, um, and has his only daughter to this day, um, who is a big social media presence. So I think you would get a whole lot happening there. Her, his daughter is even on a show, uh, her own. Um, I would love that. Called. But I think that they should do that because Toya and Candy are already really good friends and it's not a forced friendship. It doesn't feel like an alliance. Yeah. And a lot is of she on the show? Is the daughter alliance. on the show that's on like Wee TV with like Romeo? It's like all the yes. kids of the yes. hip hop stars. Is the, yeah, yeah, she's on um the, the, the hip hop show. Yeah. And she's also on the show with Tiny and T.I. and all those people. So she, they're, they're good TV people. Bring them over to Bravo. You're, you're definitely going to end up paying them more. So they'll say yes. I think it's a really good idea. I don't really get how they're going. They're supposedly doing individual scenes this no, week and I then doing social that. distancing. <laughs> and they're doing social that. distancing. Um, I don't know how this is going to work considering Atlanta's mayor just rolled back the city to phase one of mm. reopening. Yeah, like we, today yeah. or yesterday that happened so, to us today too it's like yeah. oh my gosh it's like it's not trying like how the hell is oc gonna do that how is Beverly? like how are any of these guys gonna do it like i know they're to trying to push fair, i got the oc information before newsom decided to roll everything back so no, essentially but, guys we could have nothing again but i think we even when we were in phase one they were still trying to like tape and everything and i was like gosh like i know they're filming it. in the house a lot like they're filming confessionals and stuff in the house and that's fine. It, we're seeing it on Roni. I have to admit, I'm not... Something about knowing that it wasn't filmed with a green screen makes me feel like it's inauthentic. Does that I make need sense? Them to, I need them to do, to figure out the better sound because it's like watching Roni, it was like, okay, Ramona had good sound and was it Dorinda? One other person had good sound, but then like Luange was like, like um was like super muffled or like you had an echo and so I'm like figure out the sound because it's really jarring when you're in a scene and then you're taken out of the scene to like have it hurt like it's talking like this you know it's like I can't right. you're, you're pulling me like out like I know this is a quarantine station yeah it's like I know you're on a quarantine scene and I I, I don't like to know what was taped before and what was taped after I want it to like right. feel like you know congru- like whatever you know what I mean <laughs> 
And I know it's possible. I had really high expectations for Atlanta's reunion, and I actually thought it delivered really well. I gave it like a oh, nice it was one of the I it, was it was one of the best reunions. It was so and, good. And I, I think that we can do that. We just need to keep that same energy. And yeah. New York desperately needs that energy. It's um, I've seen some people say the theory is their longest running editor passed away and that's why the show feels chaotic and mm. if that is truly what you know we're going with then of course RIP to the editor they all say that they're the reason that the show was a hit for so many years that they were on it for so long um because it's truly a different season right now something is a, a mist I don't mind I mean that first off that theory is probably completely plausible like that makes complete sense but I don't feel like I think if these if anything these women are hot messes always like they just give it to us I think that they're missing a lot of the berserkshires of what happened because we went from like them all hanging out to Luann like that all of them wasted you know like I'm done you're done like you're not my effing show and I was like so something mm -hmm. happened in between that and you guys didn't let us see that like even if it was a scene of them just drinking so we knew like <laughs> there's a little right, bit anything. missing but I will yes. take I will take New York New York on its worst day is better than Beverly Hills on its best Okay, so then in that case, we're just gonna, we're gonna get, we're gonna get into New York. We're gonna have to just <laughs> okay. dive into New York and get into Bravo. That's Pepper Hot Topics. Yay, the world's ending. Okay, so on New York, <laughs> Elise is like kind of opening the show, if you will, and she's finally revealing to us how she knows Sonia and Ramona, and I feel like they only asked her this question because we were all tweeting and instagramming who the fuck is elise like where who is she <laughs> who we don't understand she? her you just give us these bangs and no context <laughs> and we want context and she goes sonia was out and she was in the city and i would be adjacent to the city and then so i was around it and that's how i met the girls and i'm like that was a stupid explanation and i really hyped it up in my head and i don't know why i expected anything different because these girls are still riding a 20 year old high of being Upper East Side Manhattan socialites. <laughs> it's so true. I, I gotta say though, so this is what I've heard. I've heard Elise got Avery a job on Wall Street. Mm -hmm. And that's and that's why like Ramona has no need for her. I I loved Elise this week. I thought Elise, I was like, okay, this is why Elise should maybe have an apple. Like she's finally bringing it. She's like standing up to them, but she's not like doing it too much where it's like, it's going to be an issue. But like, I feel like she actually fits really well, like into the cast really well. And this week proved it for me. And I'm glad that they gave us more Elise because- I actually think so too. I think her yeah. explaining that Ramona m massaged her husband. <laughs> I have questions and I am like, that is a thousand percent Ramona, but also what? So I would have loved that information. She gave it such a fly by night thing. And the way she was coming at Ramona, which we'll get into, in a second, it was much of the attitude of bullshit, you have 60 fucking friends, and that I am included in the 60. And it gave me the same vibe that, that Sonya gave Ramona last year, which was, these, you're talking about all these friends, it's not acting like I am just one of them. We, you know, we are different in our relationship. And Ramona wants to just act like she's just so close with all these friends, and at least calls her out. And it's like, you have 60 associates that you socialize without in public you don't I have think Ramona does it as a tack as a defense mechanism though I think what she does is she wants to let Elise know like 
you know, I got you on this show, so you better be freaking grateful to me. And what she just does is she's like, oh, you think you're close to me? You're just one of 60, baby. Like, I feel like she does it to like insult them and make them feel inferior. Like, oh, you thought we were close? No, you're, I've got 60 close friends. Like, you're just a number to me. Like, she really like wants to push them down and make them feel super inferior and super small compared to her. And then that's why then after she's like, oh no, you're like, once they come like kind of like groveling back, she's like, no, of course you're my close friend. Like yeah, she it's does, a power dynamic with her. I absolutely feel that. And what's interesting, and this is in real time, Sonia Morgan went on Bitch Sesh and someone sent it to me because she basically said that Elise wasn't needed on the show. And it's coming from Sonia. And Sonya at, said was, that? Right. And this was right after the first couple episodes when we all just thought Lisa was boring. But Sonia had the knowledge of everything that's happening now. And she says, yeah, you know, it was nice to have her, but we know we don't, we didn't need her on there. We're, we're kind of done. It was like more of a pain to get her to film with us. And she spills the tea on that being Sonia. Like she didn't know any better. She was just talking. And I was like, huh. And now. Yeah. I like that time, now, huh? I'm like, whoa. <laughs> And now so something must happen. Something must happen. I think that we're in for something because Elise is not really backing down. And I kind of appreciated that. And Me too. she was invited to the Berserkshire. So she's obviously somebody. Well, and then I was thinking, well, she does call the girls out on their stuff, right? Like when, when Leah and Rhode Island, she's like, oh, are you hungover, Leah? Because she's like, you were a disaster last night. And like, she says it to like Sonya, like, you know, when she shows up to something like, oh, wow, you're in great shape. Like, I wonder if she, because she holds them so accountable for their actions, if Sonya hates that, because she's like, if I'm going to get wasted, this is what I do during the season. If you don't understand, I get wasted for four months and then I go to a detox rehab center where I cleanse my soul and my body. So like, if you're going to try to call me out on that, you don't know how this show operates. And apparently she's been, the song has been in her detox center this entire pandemic. Well, she's back. So she's back now. Mary told me that she's actually back and she's staying in Dorinda's house while Dorinda's in the Berkshires. What? yeah oh Sonia girl we've thought this whole time that Sonia when she was living in that apartment that it's actually her daughter Quincy's apartment that her dad bought her and it's like a two-bedroom so Sonia was like camping out there and basically was like I'll renovate the apartment for you while you're in college I'll do this I'll do that and then like Quincy got sick of her or something or like her dad said that she had to get out and so now she like doesn't have anywhere to live because she rents the townhouse so she went to Palm Springs and now she's staying in Dorinda's house like probably like quote-unquote taking care of it yeah, it's a lot of movement during the pandemic. I just got very anxious. <laughs> well, I think it was just like, Palm Springs to Dorinda's. I don't. I think it was yeah. just Palm Springs to Dorinda. So not like I'm not know feeling to... any better about the clean, <laughs> cleanliness of those two excursions. <laughs> not feeling any better. <laughs> but I am shocked by Sonia and at least she's pouring a glass of vodka. And I really laughed when Leah was like, "You're literally just drinking straight vodka with ice." And so that accountability thing makes me laugh because they're all a bunch of hypocrites, but in a way that is sometimes oh, lovable. Sure. And um, so that was fun. And she just comes and sits on the couch and, you know, curls up her her feet and drinks her vodka ice. And I was riveted by that. So now we're going to have a very fun night. If we're all just drinking liquor straight, we're, we're going to be yelling at each other. Within but why minutes. hasn't Dorinda, who's tried to like um, patent like aerobics and whatever, uh, Leah was drinking out of a Bluestone Manor mug, and I was like, why hasn't she trademarked that and sold those yet? Do you know how many people would buy Bluestone Manor mugs? I, when we're done recording, I have a lot of information about Dorinda. 
a <laughs> lot of information. About oh, you're 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 really dangling that to people right now. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, well, to be fair, they come to my DMs and I just send the message and then unsend it once they've read it because they're still not going to sue me. But I'll tell anybody anything. Um, but I pretty much have done the exit. That's genius. That's so good. You're like you. you're like a, your DMs are like an Instagram story. Like they disappear after 24 hours. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I have done some exit interviews with some employees of hers. <laughs> so, oh. uh, so she is a, um, she's, she's a monster. She's Dorinda. She's, Everything you see yeah. is authentic. It's, it's yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Including watching her yep. eat burgers. I cannot handle the way Dorinda eats. Yeah, Only I'm because really I'm a messy, I'm a messy eater myself. And so when I see it in other people, I'm like, oh God, is this how people like view me when I'm eating? And I just cannot, I cannot. <laughs> Also, I don't want to see an entire six-minute scene about you talking about condiments. I just do not want that. I your daughter's still Hannah still doesn't need to be on my TV screen. She's better. I do not like her at all. Yeah, she's better this time as opposed to her previous like cameos that she's done, but still didn't need to see her. Did you hear a Dorit-inspired accent? I felt Hannah. Oh, had no. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I she has an air of pretentiousness, but oh, I just pretentious. I've heard of that country. <laughs> it's a really good place it's to right live. next to genovia i think you know <laughs> <laughs> exactly and dorit somehow is like in the countryside of both of those oh, so I, I, love that makes sense. I love that makes sense i, I, I am liking her this season um yeah. at least the reason she is i believe not a full-time housewife is because she's a monster of a human in real life apparently and allegedly have you heard about the protests outside of her home? No, I heard like right kind of when the season started, people were like, who is Elise? And she was like rude to a housekeeper or something. Yeah, of, of about uh, 16 years or so, allegedly, and refused her back pay. And because of that, people were very upset and there was some kind of protest outside of her house at some point. That wow. caused a lot of attention and it was a big deal. And apparently she gave zero fucks, which I do not expect anything less of a lonely housewife. But I think Bravo yeah. was very nervous of oh, that uh, dynamic. Yeah, because I know like Mary had done some research before, before the season was like, oh, this is a new housewife. Like Leah and Elise are new housewives, but then Elise hasn't been obviously in the credits. So I'm like, okay, something happened. But interesting, I wonder, it's like, do you think Bravo, I don't know, Bravo loves a problematic cast I, That's exactly though. what I'm saying, because, I mean, I know people get very sensitive when I talk about this, because they love her, but they cast it Leah, and she's about as problematic as that cast is going to get in real life. So, it's not like they have an issue with problematic women, especially on New York. And are we talking about, like, the Michael Che thing with Leah? Oh, it's the Michael Shea thing. It's the, um, oh God, it's the women's uh, movement. Oh, me too. For, yeah, the Me Too thing yeah. for Megan McCain's husband's uh, uh, publication. Yeah, she wrote an article for Megan McCain's husband's publication. I believe he's a libertarian. So um, people were very itchy about that. Um, I uh, take the words of a very lovely comedian, Akila Green, who said, I just don't trust a white woman with a streetwear line, period. <laughs> Especially, especially but what she invent but she invented streetwear remember right and i was like i'm sorry what i'm sorry i'm sorry what like, you can't invent streetwear even for like, women 
if it's younger than me. I was, yes. just, I was like, I'm pretty sure it's older than you, Leah, at 37. So Not like, to how mention, did you do and that? Someone, someone brought this to my attention and I was like, oh my God, you're so right. Baby Fat by Kamora Lee Simmons is legitimately a all-female um, streetwear brand. It was a subsidiary of Fat Farm, which is Russell Simmons yep. Fashion Enterprise. And that was established in 1999. So clearly, I, you didn't invent it. I mean, I also just think too, like, I, I just think of like TLC. Hello. And like, and yeah, like the early is like, like 90 and he's alive. Yes. Oh, Are you yes. kidding me? But it's just like, I just think of like all these, that I'm like, I, I just don't think that's true. But if we're going to believe our own delusions and like. I wish we would have fact checked that. I wish Bravo would fact check more. Like and put it on the bottom of the screen. Yeah, like little like, asterisk. It's like, but they do that. No. It's so funny because they'll do that to certain housewives. But I think they like, they always kind of like, you know, see how, how the audience is reacting. And then they're like, okay, if we can make fun of this person. Like I, what I also hate about like being a podcaster and <laughs> I take this as like, I hate that I ha I know so much about these women that it's like sometimes when I watch, I wish I was just got to be a casual fan because it's like then when you know these things about them, you're like, yeah, oh, I hate these women because they are horrible people and you know I don't like what they stand for and all this stuff. And so I always tell like I always say like we're looking at them as if they were characters. This is who they are yes. as a character. Yes. I cannot view them as a real person because they people are so problematic and so just like not socially conscious about things that it really difficult to talk about that like I think about that with like VPR right like it's difficult to talk about them because they are horrible human beings yet we talk about Bravo we have to talk about what's airing so you have to take it with a grain of salt in the sense of like exactly characters on a television show and that's how we will view them as and I gave that declaration I was like you know I had really strong reservations I'd never I have not liked Leah for at least a decade because I've known about her for at least a decade. And I say, when she comes on this show, I will see her as a person on this show. And yeah. I will watch these shows objectively because that's literally the argument that I give people who say they just can't quote unquote get with the Atlanta women or the Potomac women simply because they don't know how to talk about a show of women that are not the same race or uh, you know group yeah. as them and I'm like, oh, here's what you do. You just talk about the storyline. You talk about yeah. the, the show as it is, like the, the actual story. So that's exactly what I do with New York. You know, I put it all behind me because I think she's actually doing really well on the show. And I am able to say that because I'm an adult. Yeah, I mean, she scares me as a human being. Like I, I oh, like, when she was when she was going off on like Ramona with the COVID stuff, I was like, am I like almost team Ramona because I'm so scared of like, I don't want to argue with Leah. Like the thing I like about the New York women is they fight for like 20 minutes and then they move on. I'm like Leah holds a grudge and not a grudge, but like Leah holds on to things. So like, you better be careful. Like just, you gotta yeah. like, you gotta step lightly around there because uh tread lightly. I, you don't know what's going to happen with her. Like I have she to could... say her faces gave me life as Luann was yelling yeah. at Sonia and yes. kicking her out of her show which is the scene that we needs discussion because I was like, I think Give that woman an mean, EGOT. This is what people mean by Roni being the best because nothing's happening and I am still like, what am I watching? And this it was almost, amazing. this surpassed the vibrators in the chicken for me. This was even better than that because to hear the soundbite of Sonia, I'm a warrior, I'm a funny girl. I was just... I, but that's what I'm saying is like what happened wow. right before that happened right because like Lou was clearly wasted 
Like Dorinda yeah. clearly oh, wasted. Sonia clearly wasted. Ramon, like they're all so drunk. I'm like, what the hell was in that Asian chicken that Dorinda cooked? Because it, it was over something dollars. Luann is telling Sonia, you know, I'm not gonna pay you. You're my friend, and I'm not a Broadway actor. I pay Broadway actors. So, and I would pay her. I mean, listen, I've been to that show twice. Mary will say the last time she went was the best night of her life, which twice. I mean, yes. I so, want Mary to have some some better nights. Oh, well, when I saw videos, I was like, okay, it was fun. Because I think it was just, you're surrounded by Bravo lovers. Like, the show itself is horrible. Invigorating. Okay. But everybody there is there for the same reason of, like, this is Bravo. Like, no, there is nobody that goes to a Countess Luann show and doesn't know who Countess Luann is, right? Like, unless you're, like, Mm -hmm. a significant other and you got dragged because no other friends wanted to go. But, like, everyone that went there is just having like the best time so it's like if you bring Sonia like Sonia deserves payment because Sonia's bringing people in those doors too she is entertaining it's as me. hell she's bringing me I am yeah. not going to see Luann <laughs> I will see Sonia though I because Luann for me is it's so so it, it, it's completely the opposite of everything I've ever heard I've always been told if you were an evil person a bad person inside that you get uglier Luann gets prettier with every bout of evil inside <laughs> And she's I just never looks don't better. She's, she's never, never looked better. better. She's probably the best looking person on the show right now. Louise <laughs> is gorgeous. And I am just like, I hate you. I don't want to. Because she's funny also. She makes really good points. However, I have not, it, it, this was just me, but I have not fully digested or forgiven the entire season of her arrest and everything. It was just super triggering for me. And it's something that I've talked about on a couple of podcasts, you know, because I've said often, it's, it's really difficult sometimes being a person of color watching these shows. I can't imagine what it was like being a Latinx person watching Dallas this past season. And I wasn't yeah. even one. I'm not one. And I was like, I am disgusted. I'm kind of nauseous. Luann's season of her getting arrested made me nauseated because legitimately that could not happen to anyone just a few shades darker than her. None of it. So I was like, I don't like the way this is being portrayed. It was a joke to her. It was such a big, it was like no big deal. She was acting like she was the victim. And I was just like, New York is really hard for me to get through sometimes. And I have not been able to cope with Luann since until she got this hairstyle. <laughs> and now I'm ashamed at how little it took for me to get over it. That's because she's a really so interesting pretty. perspective because obviously as a white person over here is like, I never actually looked at it that way. So it's a really interesting perspective. And like now, like when I go watch back like that season, like whatever that is, like I'm going to take a different perspective on that because I you know, I just never thought of it that way, but that's really interesting, because yeah. when I, again, when I watched it, I was like, oh, this character, what an idiot, like, doing all these things, and like, right. oh, I've been to jail, I've been to rehab, like, her, you know, I need a vacation, you know, thinking, you're like, God, it's like, whatever, but when you present it that way, it's actually, it's super interesting, because it's, mm-hmm. you're, I mean, you're so right, and that has to be, you know, where we think, like, oh, this is just, like, somebody being funny, and you're like, actually, it's a much bigger issue than that, and people don't take it seriously, and I think, you know, obviously that's like our fault of not educating ourselves and that sort of thing. But it's just that. And this like, was years ago. And seriously, it's like, the yeah. crazy thing is that we're seeing now what happens literally on the opposite end of the spectrum that happens yeah. to people 
who do not look like Luann, who are not rich white women in Palm Beach or something like that, and are, they're not allowed to slip cuffs. They're, uh, at this point, not even taken into custody at all. So for Luann to be in custody, slipping her cuffs, assaulting an officer, saying she's going to kill him, and acting, and then fighting the judge about it, when the judge is like, you can't do that. She's like, well, I didn't say that. And it's like, we know you did. And I remember tweeting it and being like, I am infuriated and sick by this. And a lot of people were like, yeah, this was a really hard time to be any other person of color and watch this thing because wouldn't happen to any black or brown person. And I mean, even down to like Kyle and Kim speeding away from the cops because they were getting pulled over. And I put on my story, like, please don't do that if you don't look like them. I am nervous for you. Don't take that I mean, as a good example of what to do. No, but that's, don't run it, from the cops. It really, it really just, I mean, I'm, you know, I've learned, from, like, I just listening to you talk about it, I'm like, that is so true. Like, I just think, as like white women which is like a privilege that we don't have to think about that which is not a good thing do you know like i, I just yeah. never thought of it like that and so like when you when you bring it up that like when you bring that perspective i'm like you're so true like it's just it's such a different like that just doesn't happen all the time and thank so thank you for talking about that <laughs> yeah no of course and it's like we're not i'm never looking for people to like even for these women to apologize to me for their stupidity. I mean, to be frank, if you have an, an, an opportunity to, you know, live your life and do something without a lot of fear involved, do it. I don't want you to live the way I live. I don't, I'm trying to live differently. Hello. That's the whole point. That's <laughs> literally what we're fighting for. So we can like not be in fear. Okay. Right. So I would like that too. The root of my issue always ends up lying with Andy because I'm just like, you could have, rep- this literally could have been done better in the reunions and stuff and I'm always we're always looking to him to really address why something is problematic and why that's not a good thing on the simple bouts of don't don't threaten the cop I mean that seems like really basic like maybe just don't 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 tell an officer of the law that you're gonna kill him I mean that's bad yeah real bad like Like on all accounts for all the girls involved don't do that and it was like you know he said some things and she was like I'm ashamed and I'm like oh you know and we just all moved on from there and now here we are and I'm over here like why is it that I can't hit you anymore and it's simply because her hair looks fantastic and I am ashamed of how shallow I am (laughs) because it's really good hair and I'm still pissed but she looks so good and I am I love New York because they're all women of a particular age who are really yeah. living it up and All so single. many of them look better now than they did when they were housewives and what does that say well it just means you're not ugly you're just poor you know, right. They all have money from that first season. They've all dropped the weight of the husbands. Like, all of them are single except for Elise, but she doesn't really count, right? But, like, I know, yeah, the, she's not kind of. New York also is like, yeah, it's this weird thing of like, it's different from like the OC in the sense of like, these women are all still independent. They don't really, none of them really rely on, you know, alimony or anything like this. And yes, they're all for, again, everybody on these franchises, they're all horrible people. I think that you can't get in, I don't know one person on a reality show that's like not a uh, perfect person in a sense. Like Cynthia maybe is close. I don't think you really can be to be on a TV show. Because you just sell a little part of your soul to the devil. Exactly. And you have to yeah. really get your Rena in there. And, and, and we, we see it happen a lot. What do you feel about all these comebacks? And because we see in the previews that Heather Holla Thompson is coming back and we get a lot, we're getting a lot of comebacks right now. 
Are we excited about Heather? Because I was a little shocked because they definitely did not market this to me unless I missed it. Uh, I, so I liked Heather in the sense that I always thought, I mean, except when she would like go, when she was in her, what she like considered like her gangster zone. Like I felt like she like, that was like always a little weird to me. Biggest eye roll ever. <laughs> I was around Diddy and so yeah. I talk like this. I'm like, yep. Okay. And yeah. Sure, and I just, sure. yeah. And I, yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, that's okay. But what, but I liked in the fact that she was, she's a good girlfriend. Yeah, so, like, I like. She always stood show. up for her friends. Her. Yeah, I didn't mind her. I would have. I actually, and I thought it was her storyline with her kids. I thought was like really interesting. One, I think he had like hearing issues, and I thought that she was like was still fun. And I was surprised when they got rid of her because like Aviva was too much for me. Like I felt like she, she just was like never authentic to me. You know, everything. Mm -hmm. The only thing, fake thing about her is her leg, but like also everything else about you. Not saying you're here nor there, but like I liked Heather, and I. I I would like Heather back. I, I would like Heather, Heather back. back. I think they might need her, so I feel I feel that she'll end up coming back eventually because Dorinda needs to probably go. The woman's not well. She needs to go to a rehab. Yeah, like, she's not okay, and this show is really, really bringing her down. And because now she has no target, so it's just a lot of misguided, and we're watching her run around and tell all these women, you need to bring it up. You need to fight and stir the pot. And, you know, it just- And she's doubling down on all of her bad behavior now. Like you go, like she, like when her, she was going after Tinsley, like I, if Dorinda had said, you know, I was going through, like I had just broken up with John. I was going through a difficult time. I might've misdirected some of my anger towards Tinsley. Like people would have been like, oh, Dorinda, you know, admitting that is the first step and great job. And like, yes, we still love you, but she was like, Nah, fuck Tinsley. I hate her. Sorry, am I allowed to curse on the show? <laughs> oh, I, I have been doing it a lot. I don't well, have you? I, maybe I haven't even noticed. I just sometimes I notice when I say something like, ah! But, oh, yeah. But I felt like if she had just said that, but instead she's just like, no, Tinsley sucks. I hate her. Like, yeah, what? She thinks she went to Columbia? Or like, oh, she's just going to go be a housewife? And I'm like, whoa, like you were, how do you not see how mean that is? And you're six months removed from filming. Yeah, it's really sad. I think right? that she needs some help and some perspective because mm -hmm. it just feels poor like it feels very poorly done she's just yeah. angry for no reason and no one wants to just watch angry housewives um the last thing I'll say about New York is I I want Leah's confessional outfit with the gloves <laughs> to be what done. was that look I would like for it to be set ablaze <laughs> and I think I am entitled to that. I think I have put up with so much from this woman, the least she could do is set this outfit ablaze. She does not need to be in it. It just has to be the outfit. It is. She went a, from that, she went from the sweatshirt, like the, that was married to the Bob MTTM and that, and to this confessional, I was like, so these are quite different looks. Quite like, different. <laughs> like what? What happened here? Like, uh, this is... uh, not. This isn't good. I don't know what it is. They told her to step it up. Probably they sent her a text and she stepped it down. And I would like for yeah, that. She's like, so I ordered this from Amazon for ten ninety nine, and this is gonna be now. Look, Leah is has a fantastic blog. All these women do. Like, wear whatever you want, but just know there are going to be consequences from people saying oh the yes <laughs> yes and this is a major consequence and i'm happy to see that sonia's face has settled in um in her uh, confessionals from home. so great for her um we'll love to see what heather does when she comes back if she does anything at all uh, and speaking of comebacks we are now 
landed in Beverly Hills. And yeah, um, yeah I, I, it sucks that I wrote my outline this way and took my notes this way. I watched it in this order and now we're going to end with Beverly Hills, but I'm going to find a way to make it happen. We're just going to, we're going to try to make it happen. Um, who? okay. Um, it starts off interesting enough. Uh, Aaron's back and he's the only husband involved still at this what, point. Like, we're and five weeks later and we're still at Kyle's barbecue. Like, come on, I guys. I, I, I forgot we were there. With, I honestly feel like I agree with Denise at this point. Because, and I'm not, it's not that I didn't before. It's just that she's right. Let it go. This is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. Like, it's so much. It's like, Denise is damned if she does, damned if she doesn't. Like, you guys, I, I like, I was giving this example to Mary. I was like, if you ask me 10 times in a row why I'm mad, when you ask me the 10th, and I keep telling you I'm not, when you ask me the 10th time, I'm going to be like, now I'm really pissed. Stop asking me that question. Move on. Like, I told you the first nine times I'm not mad, but now you've pissed me off. Right, and and then we get Teddy saying words, and I was like, <laughs> "You saying words," <laughs> and I just was so confused. Like, you talk? Did they really? They probably gave her a cue, like, "Go, go, go." Mainly because she had Erica there to back her up. Because I'm like, "Why are you taking on Aaron? That is the least likely pairing." Is I Teddy just, and any man? It's just like it's so weird because it's like okay. Yes. Do I think that the house husbands shouldn't get involved because it's like, oh God, like this is a losing battle for you every time. But it's also like they're defend they're watching their wife's like for for a VPR term, they're watching their wives get battered basically by like these women. And it's like, okay, so you're gonna be six on one? Like that's bullshit. Like I'm not letting my my wife like you know, and that's how I feel like I want my husband to be where he's like, no, if nobody else is going to defend you, it's going to be me. Like, I'm not watching this. I don't care how much money we're getting paid. Like, this is bullshit. Absolutely. And I feel, I kind of understand why Denise brings them around. She's like, they're not going to let this stupid shit die. She wasn't really that wrong in the first place. They, they, I, the understanding that they don't, or the idea that they don't understand why Denise simply just didn't want you talking about anybody's sexual escapades including her own in front of her kids and her kids friends have you been in high school are you kidding me like beyond the fact that these aren't her kids beyond the fact that it's her kid and other people that she has to be responsible for instead of one in front of her kid and she's trying to shelter them and give them a better life it's high school do you know yeah. what happens in the hallways when the 14 year olds go so that this mom is a freak and yeah. all of her friends were talking about threesomes. Like, they're all three. Well, and she are was talking, she, she was saying, too, like, they're already, I already know that they're at a disadvantage being Denise and Charlie's kids. And it's like, that's, like, so sad to me when it's like, and Kyle, when she said, like, Denise is mom shaming us. I'm like, she's literally never once said anything about your parenting. She just said, don't say, like, she had no idea where that conversation was going. She just asked you nicely to say it. And now you guys are dragging this out. Move on. Like, we, there's so many other bad things to talk about. Like, we could literally do, why don't we have Bang Gate where we just talk about Kyle's bangs oh, wow. hiding her facelift? Like, yes. why, why is that not a thing? Like, that's I why Kyle gets glam. <laughs> just I so badly just want to yell okay Kyle you bring your kids in and let's talk about your sex with your husband right now that's all we gotta do because right? you're not or, gonna do it or like let's talk about why don't we talk about Dory's financial issues like no because you don't bring things like 
there's certain things that you just don't bring up. And if you guys want to talk about that stuff when kids aren't around, great. Denise is fine with that. And she knows it's on a TV show, but just enough, like know where her line is and that's it. And she's not, I don't even feel like she's really asking them for an apology. Like she brought it up twice just to be like, Hey guys, I didn't like that. They, Erica offered an apology. I think like she said it to like Teddy and somebody else and they were like, oh, sorry. And then she's like, yeah, but now we can move on. It's like, oh my God, I'm so sick of dragging this out. And then to bring Brandy in to then also go after Denise, it's like, it's not fun when it's six or seven against one. Like it becomes like you, you make us want to like root for the underdog. Absolutely. I think it's really not a well thought out attack and that's what it is and what it was planned to be, but it wasn't well done. It's really right. like you're losing this war and you have the bigger army. So while you're losing, while you're losing, I don't know. And I think we need to restructure and because look at something Because they didn't figure else. out, they didn't figure out who their opponent was. Like they, they thought that Denise would fight back and De- Denise is just like, okay, so I'm going to go to a strip club and eat a steak because I don't want to be here. And like they expected and Denise to be the like. the only reason why she brings Aaron around so she can dip out early and go to strip yeah. clubs and eat steaks. And frankly, I'm okay with this. Strip clubs got the best steaks. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I've heard. Honestly, I've never eaten Oh, yeah, the one. food is amazing. But I've heard the amazing food is amazing. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really a- good when I went to one here in the city um, and it was really good. I got calamari and wings oh, and I was, yeah. it was delicious. Um, no room yeah. in the place. It was packed pre-COVID. And I talked to the stripper about her eyeshadow. Um, she got yeah. it from ColourPop. It's like number 37. It w- was beautiful. So I wanted to tell her that it was beautiful eyeshadow. And I paid her handsomely for that information. Um, because you don't mess up with people while they're working. And then I went to one in Atlanta, which is arguably like the strip club capital. And their food, their menus could put the cheesecake factory out of business. It's ridiculous. Do they put the calories quality. on it like the cheesecake factory? <laughs> no, they just, it's Atlanta. They just let you, everybody there is enjoying a waffle and some chicken and having a great time. And I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. So I, mean, I trust Denise and Aaron. I feel like they have, you know, Aaron seems to like a lot of steak. Like when we, every time we see them out, Aaron's ordering a steak. So like I trust. Does that not freak you out a little bit? Like his job really gives me holistic vegan vibes. Because, oh. But then you're like eating a steak and mashed potatoes. Like I, it really makes me feel like there's some kind of uh, like, <laughs> uh, it feels contradicting. Yeah. Like he's I, doing frequency and sound waves over here, but eating beef i'm confused by that i think his life is very contradicting because he also drives a huge truck and like you would think he has like yeah exactly so like i i think that there's just some things that you know i'm not gonna listen there are people who believe in this stuff and that is awesome i personally no that's fine i just want to know why it's always like quinoa yeah, no, like, it's always very interesting when you see these people and, like, the life they live. And he sees, like, he likes the nice things in life. And listen, did I want the bag of crystals that he gave Kyle when she came to his house? Like, absolutely. Like, I need that. Like, I will put that on my liver. I don't know. I, I will try everything. But I just don't know if I believe that by putting your hand in the UV rays that I, where I get my nail polish dried when I get, go get a manicure is also curing cancer as much as it's a UV ray, probably tanning my hand and giving me melanoma. I cracked up when she was like, it's funny, it gets you so hot, but it doesn't get hot. I don't yeah. that means it didn't happen. Cause if you know how heat works, you'd feel it. You feel it. You feel heat. You feel heat period like you just do it's yeah. one of those things 
you feel just like the, like the, the cryotherapy or whatever, when you get in the cold chamber and it happens in a blast, but you feel it. Like it yeah. happens quickly, but you get cold because it's cold. Yeah. I always think so, yeah. too, of like, is, is hand cancer one of the leading cancers? Like, Courtney, she's just did you know that Aaron deals with cancer? I just think because when oh, she, she said that, she's like, Aaron, I... like, he's dealing with cancer. I'm like, oh, does Aaron have cancers? Oh, curing it. Oh, oh, okay. Again, we can make things up with one of my best friends. And when she goes, okay, he deals with cancer, and she goes, well, so he must leave the premises now. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like why? And honestly, so obviously he must go to the strip club. This is just simply not okay for him because he deals with cancer. And I just was like, then I don't know why we even brought him here. Excuse me. I am so sorry for even wanting him to get down and dirty with us. He must go home and prepare for the higher purpose that is his profession. Oh my God. It's too, I mean, it's just... You know, what I, I, I feel like somebody said they went on like his website and like things are really expensive, but it's like you can't get an appointment, which maybe it's during COVID, but I want to say it was like before COVID or whatever. And I'm like, I'm just so curious because it's like he clearly like believes in all of this stuff. And I think part of a lot of like self-healing is also like just believing hardcore in something. So like oh, yeah. that makes sense. So it's like he's doing something right because he was also remember before Janice he was with Nicolette Sheridan so like right and I'm not saying that, that he's not doing something I mean I just think curing cancer though I'm gonna be, say no I'm gonna say no and I'm gonna no. even almost say no to treating it because simply you've given me no indication that that's what you do you just profess the results and what the origin could be when right. I do agree, sure, there are different ways to battle cancer. Like I'm not a doctor, but we did watch Fred on Atlanta deal with this primarily holistically. However, they had real licensed nutritionists coming into his home and talking about food and how it can help your body, what it will help with the, with the disease and inflammation. He didn't do but not chemo making, at all? I think he did, but I think that he chose not to. What I remember happening is that what Brooke said he was doing and what Greg <laughs> says he was doing, Greg had proof. <laughs> I just remember Brooks never had proof because he told Andy, well, you could, you know, you can deal with cancer a lot of ways. And they were like, well, we know, but you haven't said any of the ways you dealt with it. Yet Greg did show a lot. He changed uh, almost everything. He did do surgeries and things like that. But he also just wanted, I think he wanted his immune system to be built yeah. up more yeah, against sense. the meds and the drugs. But they had licensed professionals on our screens telling us about these things. He still went to doctors. Like, it wasn't, oh, yeah. well, I'm just going to own it away and we're going to be fine. <laughs> and and if he did that, that's fine. But he didn't make the claims that his way is going to change things for himself right. and other people. Whereas Aaron is doing, it's like Brooks, the, Brooks, the, the sequel. <laughs> it's Girth Brooks, feel. he's back. We already know it's, he's girthy, so. It's heat we don't feel and crystals and that's fine, but my God, I'm very concerned <laughs> and confused. And then they leave and roll up into the sunset and we get a series of 
medical rotations. Wait, I also love though, before we move on from this, I love that Denise uses a Kylie, like uses Kylie Jenner's makeup. I do too, because I felt relatable. Yeah, I, but it just like also made me laugh that I was like, do you think that Denise is friends with like Kim and Chris or whatever, and they like sent her that? Or do you think she like ordered it from like Ulta and like had I it delivered to her house? Good. Or I it's like Sammy or it's her daughter's like stuff that she just takes. Oh yeah, she could have definitely been like, hey, do you have a powder or like a lipstick? And she just took it. My mom does it to me all the time. And I'm like, <laughs> why? You're literally going nowhere. So the reason you're stealing this is for nothing. It's just to piss me off at this point. So, I and, and I wondered. Are you an only child? I am. Me too. I just the way you talk about your relationship with your mom is so similar to like my relationship with my mom, and I'm like that is an only child. <laughs> yep, but I love her so much. But like, why do you test me? I don't get it. Yeah, we're supposed to be in this together. Um, exactly. Also, away from me. And but like we, we're great gardening together. together. Yes, exactly. Right. Like, can you watch a show? Did you see the view today? Okay, let's watch. Yeah. <laughs> what? Like legit? Like this? The way you t- the way you talk about? It, I'm like, uh huh. Yep. She's the only one. I know it. Like I have two half sisters, but like, <laughs> I just know the way you talk about with your just mom. Me and like, the mom. Yep. yep. <laughs> <laughs> we're just you know trying to stay alive in a pandemic. You know, afraid to go outside, but it also stir crazy, but then craving some food. My favorite place. I'm like, so who's going to risk their life to go get it? Neither. We'll door dash it. <laughs> Literally, exactly. Yesterday, we were like, we want sushi. We wanted something. And I was like, okay, she's like, you're going to go get it. I'm like, no, I'm ordering off Postmates. Neither of us are going. And I'm like, who's going to, like, what are we going to die from first? Each other or COVID? Like, I just can't figure out the <laughs> Sorry to detour. I just had to ask because I just felt very much like, yep. No, it's same people boat. Need to, I have people ask me things about myself every day, and I'm like, oh, it would be nice if I said more words about myself. Huh. Yeah, we'll see if it comes up. I don't know if it will. Has <laughs> Bravo ever, like, you know, asked me or puts it on a show, then I'll have the reason to talk about it. Because the moment I detour, it's enough about your personal life. You want to hear about the shows? I went to the other hour and 41 minutes about television wasn't enough. Okay. <laughs> I love so hearing sorry. about, I, I, lo- I mean, I don't try, I don't listen to a lot of podcasts, but I love when people like kind of talk about themselves because then like you actually understand like why they feel certain ways about certain people or like how they react to something. It's like, well, this is because now you know this about, it. like I always say like everyone knows Mary is like summer Mary because she's a teacher and she's off in the summer and she's like living her yes. best life. And you know, it's and like, I'm going to be a summer mommy like, very soon. I mean, I'm going to be I, a teacher. Amazing, like amazing. You'll have to, you'll have to ask Mary where she got her hat that literally says Summer Mary on it. It's so funny, but it's like, I think it's you know, so funny. But like, you wouldn't know that if you didn't know that she was a teacher, know some backstory about her. I always find listening to people talk about themselves, it's like, they'll always say too. Like, that was the best conversation because you guys talk about yourself, you know? But like, right. I just love just learning about it. Well, and I think that when you're listening to, at least I hope, like what we try to do too, like on our podcast is like, when you talk about yourselves, I hope, like, I find it more relatable. Like when you're talking, like knowing more about you, I find it more relatable when you're telling stories or talking about these shows, giving your opinions, because I'm like, oh, okay. I feel like I know you more. So I yeah, personally say you talk about I, yourself as much as you want. Okay. <laughs> thank you. I mean, I deal with toddlers on a regular basis. And sometimes when I put these shows and these women in the perspective of me dealing with toddlers, I think it humbles all involved. 
Oh, and I'm like, it okay, sounds when very tell, similar. These women yeah. and toddlers are very similar. Like, when, when I tell my, I, I was a preschool teacher previously, but well, before I was getting my master's, and I'm like, so what I tell my four year olds is we get what we get and we don't get upset. And it seems like so many of these women um, lack that very lesson. And sometimes I can use that perspective over here on this show. I mean, we watched all of these women go to doctor's offices for various things as <laughs> if they thought we would care. And it's just like when I tell my students, they're like, they come up to me and I'll be like, Miss Imani, Miss Imani, did you, did you know? And I'm like, uh-huh, <laughs> yes, that is very good information. And they're like, okay, I'm gonna tell you something. Like, what are you gonna tell me? And they'll go, so on Sunday, I went here and I did this and I did that. And on Tuesday, I'm gonna go there. And in three weekends, it'll be my birthday. And I'm like, that's fascinating. And I'm happy for them because I love them. These are grown women. I don't wanna see you get your fat shaken by a belt. Well, it's just very much that that one was like clearly an ad. It's like, Kim, I don't need Kim Richards back on my screen for an explant surgery so that I, we can hear about how their mom had breast cancer. I'm like, this does not I'm relate. I'm choosing Kyle to come to these things when this girl is clearly scary. Like, she's scared of every fucking thing. Everything. She doesn't want to fly. Remember when Estelle got her facelift? She was like hiding. Yeah, it's like she and she she's did. like the worst person to pick you up with. She's like, oh, Kim, I can't believe I got up at 6 a.m. But I'm like, okay, so we're here for Kim. And like not your stress, Kyle, because your anxiety now. If like if Kyle came in right before I went under anesthesia, I'd be like, just kill me. Like yeah, her stress I level is too much. It's yeah. too much. She got her there late. She ran her through, you know, from away away from the cops and came trying to go into surgery and she was snarky. And I'm like, why did I pick her? I mean, granted, you know, Kim's back. And if I had to choose between Kim and Kyle, yeah, I'd prefer Kim. But that's that's about as Wow, as that's as a choice. I, it I, is. I'm not a Kim Rich. I mean, was, ugh, this is like me to say, but was it fascinating to watch her season one to season two, like to basically kind of like watch an alcoholic live their lives? Like, oh, fascinating to watch, one but of, so sad. She's one of the biggest downward spirals I've ever seen. And it's really hard to watch. It's heartbreaking. I only wanted to see Kim because I want, there's something about their relationship that makes you want to root for them being nice to each other because it's such a, a touch and go of some days they're good, some days they aren't. So when yeah. I see her back, I'm like, okay, great. Because last season when Kyle ran into Kathy and Kim at the restaurant, I was like, oh my God, they're on a speaking basis. And I felt satisfied, but I'm pretty good with just that. That's enough for me. We don't even need to mic him up. Yeah, you can just I just run thought, into like, her and yeah, I'm happy. Exactly. I just thought it was like, I don't care about Kim getting her free explant surgery by putting it on camera. Like, I don't care about that. I don't, I'm not, this sounds rude, but like, I don't care for the millionth time about hearing their mom and the relationship and like the breast cancer angle, which I was like, but that's not what we're doing here. Like, it'd be different. Like, Kyle should have so talked about a mastectomy. Yeah, exactly. It was like, it, the whole thing just was like very much like, is this to make Kyle seem more human and like relatable? Because like, it's not. It's just okay. It I mean, but girl, we also got your story. We've seen it. You've been on the show the yeah. entire time. But also, you had a show. It was called American Woman. It did not do well, but you told the story <laughs> already. I could still go watch it on Paramount on demand if I wanted to. Like, no shade. Did you watch it? Shade to Kyle. Of course not. But that's okay. all shade to Kyle and none to her mother, Kathleen. Um, <laughs> it's just Kyle 
Right. Like, she's really hard for me. That is all hard. She's insufferable guy. to me, to be honest. Like, it's I think insane. she's... Insane. She thinks she's just, like, the top dog this season, and it's like, ugh. Like, she's not... And I would love for her to actually live up to it. And she's yeah. just not doing it. Because the one mean. thing I liked about LVP was that at least she never denied us the knowledge that she was a manipulative bitch. Right. It wasn't... A, it was like, she took... Kyle saying it's like playing, you know, chess with Bobby Fisher and the fake tears. I was like, oh, she knows. Great. Okay, good. So we're all on the same page. LVP would do anything to stay on the show. Even same with Rena, she'll do anything to stay on the show. Kyle wants us to really believe that she won't and that she just happens to be on it, but that she's not being manipulative when you brought up the threesome because you had Brandy in your back pocket and you brought up Aaron at your dinner party out of nowhere because you knew his story was fucking insane. Mm-hmm. Yep, you're I mean, doing this on purpose. So admit it, and I'm fine. I, I, I would be, I would feel better. And you're only doing this because there's something right. amiss in that marriage of hers. Something's mm-hmm. going down. So I, it's just like, I mean, listen, do I want to believe in true love? 100%. Have I been watching a lot of Disney Plus with happy endings? Of course <laughs> I have. But like, when I see relationships that they're like, we're just so in love, my love being blah, blah, I'm like, mm, okay, let's be real. Like, We've all seen, like, these stories that float around about, like, Mauricio not being very loyal, whatever. And maybe they have an understanding, too. Like, I don't know what happens in these, like, marriages where people have been together for, like, 20-plus years. Like, I'd assume it'd be very, like, like relationships are hard work in general. Yeah. But, yeah, and you have to end. Oh, shit. Am I still there? Yes. Sorry, I pulled out my mic on accident. I was too passionate about Kyle and Mauricio. It happened. I mean, <laughs> I'm over here like, why? The biggest scandals to me have been why did Mauricio not come to Kyle's fashion show? I want an answer to that. He, he was having an agency. agency. He did it on purpose, I think. I'm like, you can literally move your party. You have a million agency parties a, a year. You can move that one. Why is um, he at the barbecue? Which, why isn't he at the barbecue and chose a game instead? When you threw a family barbecue, you got on Denise for not bringing her family, but none right. of your family was there. I have questions. Mm-hmm. Um, why is this woman in the background of the voicemail going, let's take a shot? And I'm like, was that, Ken- was that Kendra Wilkinson basket formally? Oh, was it? I don't I, know. I love, I love that, that, uh, that, per- that uh, acquisition to their company bad one um (laughs) yeah i was like she'll be selling the she'll be like renting houses to people yeah and i mean uh, yeah anything to make a dollar i just didn't know why he needed that for anything other than the publicity and i don't think it was going to get much because his wife is the bigger star in this situation but um it's really sad because i used to be such a fan of girls next door i read holly madison's book cover to cover I was obsessed with the fact that they had a blueprint of the Playboy Mansion in the front cover, and I would just stare at it and be like, so that's the room, and that's really small, and they shared this? That's interesting. That's I far tell from all. I want another tell-all, but like a real tell-all. Like, I want and it's weird. not going to be Kendra. She was obsessed with the man, so no. I want it to be Crystal, the wife that he got rid of. Oh, did they Who, like, left? But no, she, I thought, she, she, I thought he added... She like left the engagement, but then she came back and they ended up getting yes, married. But I want hers because yes. I'm not here anymore. Um, but she like left. The NDAs have to be done. Night. Yeah, that was something. She... In a Porsche in the middle of movie night. And I want to know what happened. <laughs> I, no, you know who we need are those two twins. 
remember those yes, like, the two blonde ones, twins they, they were the I next think, ones but i think they might have had some like drug issues so their stories might not always like cor- corroborate too uh, well, much the but, way like, holly tells the story i'm sure a few of them did I mean, I know. I'm just like, I was so fascinated with that, like, lifestyle because I'm like, God, they're, like, remember Mary and Captain Bob? Like, Mary and I were talking about this, but Mary, his secretary, I'm sure she's, like, passed away by now, too, but, like, she has to have answers. so much dirt. Like, there has to just be, like, grotto store. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's really seedy over there, but I actually really want to know. Yeah. Um, it's something that just truly fascinates me. It almost keeps me up at night. I would love for that to be a thing. I looked deeply for Girls Next Door so I could binge that in this quarantine time. And it was very hard to find. And especially for free. So, yeah, that's pretty much the best I got. It's like a filming of someone else's screen. And I was like, I don't want to look this way. I deserve better. I do. So, I mean, I I don't deserve all the things. But some things I want nice. Sometimes I want nice things. No, I, I feel that. And these women, it's like watching them and it's just such a slap in the face of how poor I am that they get their own show to do absolutely nothing. Did you ever see Mad Men, like the show? I never full, I've never watched it. I've been told that should, that should be a quarantine binge for me, but yeah, it's really, <laughs> scripted really doesn't good. keep my attention as much as reality TV I will, no, Let me tell you something. Mad Men will do it. It's a okay. slow burn, but not slow and like it's slow to pick up. Slower than like you don't even realize how long the episodes are when they're not like they're like forty five minutes, but okay. somehow you feel like you've been there for two hours and you're wondering how that how that is. But a lot <laughs> has happened, and okay. it's good information. It's very very good storyline. Harry Hamlin's in the last three seasons. If you weren't told, um, oh, I knew so I knew I knew the players. I just don't know the full. I mean, I know basically everything about it. I just haven't like so Breaking Bad. Peggy Olsen as oh, the yes. woman of the cast. She is given the task to try this new fat shaking belt. And she, it's like an underwear size thing. And she pulls it on and it shakes your fat and helps you get skinny. And she realizes that this is actually what helps you get an orgasm pre-vibrator. So she's like, oh, it's wonderful for women. But they don't, the men don't know what, what it is. Amazing. Yet, I guess. So all I thought during watching Rena and Erica Jane was, oh, this is Peggy. Didn't we say this didn't work? Because I watched Mad Men and they told me it didn't work. And that was in the 60s. Uh, Rena and Erica was like, okay, do we have to watch Rena's ass go up and down like that while we talk <laughs> Chicago? Could we not have just done this over drinks? I still am... I would love to know what made them, what prompted them to be like, okay, so while y'all are here, talk about how you both are playing the same character. And you yeah. cannot be more different for the part, though the part of Roxy has not changed. The character remains the same, yet they've casted two very different people to play it. Totally. I mean, and I, listen, I didn't see either of them on Broadway, but I just already will think that Ashley Simpson was always the best Roxy on stage. Ashley Simpson is, gives me Roxy. I yeah. even said with Erica Jane, because I'm a huge fan of Chicago, I mm-hmm. like the idea of her in a musical. I think she could be great in a musical. I don't know if Roxy's the part for her. Roxy was not and Erica Jane. She was yeah. like doe-eyed and wanted fame. And Erica Jane gives you an era of fame of right. showgirl. 
And Roxy just wanted that. So like I want to know me Malone, you know. I want that yeah, Jesse Spano. A little, <laughs> a little lower, but then it has a dark side. Erica already looks like she's a vixen. Like she could be that woman. And yeah, that, that's not sellable. And like Erica's know. more of the Delma, I think. I yeah. Right? I almost could even give her Matron Mama Martin if it wasn't supposed to be like, you know, always but she can't sing. Yes, we that's need, very true. Very this. true. <laughs> yes. I mean, though, Queen Latifah, arguably, in the movie version, did her best, but did I, a great job in the role. I love the movie. Oh, the movie is one of my favorites. I, like, I don't think that, that Erica would swing it. No, I burned that CD. Remember when you'd burn CDs? I burned that was a good the Chicago album and I would blast all that jazz in my car. And yes, I did have friends. You'd be surprised. But like my friends would be like, <laughs> can we please not listen to the Chicago soundtrack? And I'd be like, and all that jazz. I'd be like, stop. It's amazing. <laughs> and guys, I just I love the soundtrack. <laughs> guys, I can honestly say with all the detours we took, I still missed not a single bullet point about Beverly Hills because there was literally nothing to report. All I have written down that I haven't mentioned is Dorit has to get rid of three to five pairs of shoes. We love, Mary and I love the math on that. They're like, you can fit 226. She's like, how many do I have? He's like, 229. She's like, I guess I could get rid of four. I was like, but you only have to do three, Dorit. Only three. <laughs> Oh, well, she just really wants us to believe that she's rich. And I am here to help you believe that you convinced Yeah, I'll watch it. Listen, I can't believe how much I love Dorit this season. Like, she was even at Sutton's party. She was, like, the voice of reason there where she was like, you just can't leave. Like, I know you're upset. She's like, I'm not upset. It's like, she, I thought, oh, Dorit is trying to be, like, the peacemaker here. And that's why Dorit doesn't seem to have a problem with Denise like the other girls do. She just more is, like, you know, there. To like, yeah. I, I don't know. I just, we had talked about too, where like, this show is like kind of annoying in the sense like I would, we'd love to see these women who are like working in Hollywood. Like you've got Garcelle, you've got Denise. Like we had Eileen, I mean, Rinna even for that matter, who are like actual like working actresses. Like we would love to see that side of the thing. Like, because I yeah. think part of it is like, Garcelle doesn't bring enough because she's so busy. She's like Eileen, right? Like she's literally working. Like I love that w- this week we're going to be able to see her like in that role of like, producer potentially director actress like all this like I love seeing that sort of thing that would be great to have a show that's similar to that of like boss babes in Hollywood kind of deal oh absolutely I have a little thing that I do on um my Instagram and I need to actually start a highlight for it because I can't believe I haven't done it yet and it's all of the things I made a very good point on my podcast before Beverly Hills aired that Garcelle being pulled was a power play. They did not deserve Garcelle. They simply no. wanted to bring in an audience that they think will save Beverly Hills. But and it's me. It's my people. And we, they want us to watch and we will do it for Garcelle because she is literally the fabric of black television is my life growing up. I have watched her on so many things growing up. And I started this thing of, I was like, look, I see Garcelle again. And they're like, that's her. I'm like, yeah, she's on this show. And this Hanging one, with and Mr. This Cooper. One, and one. Yes. And she yeah. was dumb. She did um, the Jamie Foxx show, which I used to yep. watch every morning before going to school. I would eat my cereal in the kitchen and watch the Jamie Foxx show and watch mm-hmm. her as Fancy. And I adored her as Fancy. I wanted to be her. She was on like uh, Family Matters. And mm-hmm. uh, she is currently on a Netflix show, the one with Dennis Quaid and Ashley Tisdale. Um, this like Mary Happy Whatever, the Christmas um, television show. And she's 
It's actually really good, even for like being a Christmas show and being very specific. I binged the whole thing very quickly. It was very good, very okay. I'll like laugh track. It's laugh tracky, but it's good drama. It's very good. <laughs> and she plays the nurse because she's a, and she has lines, <laughs> lines. Okay, and this was happening while she was filming Beverly Hills, and she's in Bad Boys coming out, and she's in Coming to America. Like, why does that need to be here? I'm yeah. sorry. I mean, I just, I literally, I can, like, remember being a kid watching her being, thinking, like, she was, like, her entire, were, like, the most beautiful women. I, like, yes. like, you know, like, I just, like, oh, my God. Like, who, I can always, like, when they introduced Garcelle, like, like, they said she was coming, I was, like, holy shit, that is a pull. Like, they said, right? That is like, a that is, pull. that is huge. Like, she is, she, yeah, she is much better than this show. But, but you guys, know, like, of our housewives get new houses after they've been on the show and they have money. Garcelle literally started this show with getting a new house because she wants <laughs> us to know her money. This is like play money. Yeah. This is like for her kid's college fund. She's making money. She's working. Oh, yeah. I mean, when she had the drinks and apps with her group of friends, I was like, I would watch, including Will Smith's ex-wife. We've really, we've really full circle. I was like, can I have a spinoff of this? Like, I would love to watch them all. Like, they're clearly all great friends, all on camera to support Garcelle. Like, I would love to watch this because they look like they're just having, like, such a good time. And, like, you can have a show that doesn't necessarily have to have fighting. Right, and, and especially if they're just interesting people, which yeah. all of them were. And I've made this statement before, that was probably the single best moment of watching Bravo for me ever. And I've been watching for about a decade at this point and has now that. watched every single episode. And that scene for me really did it because it wasn't just, hey, we'll give you a whole show over here and we've really done something, even though we only have two <laughs> women of color <laughs> franchises of the eight or whatever that we have so yeah. and, and then like, okay so we're gonna come back potomac with dallas and then oh yeah let's also do salt lake city that'll be fine and i'm like okay yeah that's fine but you know when you just push us off over there but then i see garcelle and i'm like i love this is what i want to see though because of course a black woman in hollywood would transcend many groups she mm-hmm. would talk to lots of people she's dating you know her first um uh, partner was a black man and she had this fine white man that gave her these two beautiful twins and she has she's friends with these women on the show she's friends with lisa renna and denise in real life and she has these other friends from hollywood i'm like this is what i want to see this is a mm-hmm. social life this mm-hmm. is what i You're like so true. and yep, she's getting awards right. hello yep. <laughs> i hope we an award show on on bravo in a minute it's been a long time i love that too and i was like i had so many questions about her son no, just and I thought she was so real about it too when she was just talking about like we literally threw all the money we could you know sometimes you just like can't help people I, I just felt like very usually I feel like when that happens with a character we don't character again you know but real person yes. but character on the show but like usually when they come in like kind of hot like that where you're like whoa whoa wait what but like with Garcelle it was like so real and like and like vulnerable and usually when they're like okay we don't know enough about you to like feel your sob story but I think because maybe I grew up knowing who Garcelle was and I have the history with her that I was like oh wow like I want to know more about this I want to know more about your life I want to know more about what you're doing yeah it's almost like Bravo's getting lazy 
Like, they feel like they don't have to do a lot of the background and give us, like, they didn't do it with a lease. They're not introducing people. And I don't yeah. just want the one scene, the obligatory one scene where we see them at work and it's like the second or third episode and then we see their life, so it's like their individual scene and they're rushed to give us so much in about 60 to 90 seconds. I need you to consistently pull the plot. Like, go, mm -hmm. because otherwise, we're spending way too much time doing filler scenes like we did this episode and too much time on a storyline like G Lucy Lucy, the apple juice dog all <laughs> over again. Like the panty gate or like, day. yeah, exactly. We didn't need all of this. And to be fair, before the break, I was riveted by Beverly Hills. To see that after four or five weeks and they were editing and doing stuff and this is what we came back with and we still thought this was worth putting out. I am so sad. I just... And Don't I think too, so fast. it's also funny though, because I think like, we always keep saying like Beverly Hills is the worst, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, when we look at these shows, they're actually nothing but consistent. Like Beverly Hills is always us like rolling our eyes because they're dragging something out too long. And I'm like, well, yeah, I guess every season there's some sort of gate that happens. You know, we've had Panic Gate, we've had Lucy, Lucy, Apple Juice, now we've had Threesome Gate. And like, didn't we have like before... Like, there's just been, like, so many things. I think it was, like, when when Erica wore, like, the cunt necklace, and that was, like, a big thing, and, like, who's this, and, like, the Munchausen, and, like, it's something that, like, literally is one thing that takes the entire season. Like, okay, they are consistent. It's just very annoying that producers don't tell them to, like, to, to keep going. Because the first few episodes, actually, were really good because they weren't focused on something, and then all of a sudden, it was, like, the threesome thing happened. I'm like, okay, so now it's been six freaking episodes. And if you know threesome. Brandy is in your back pocket, I don't understand why you would not just... Because to me, when they went to, um, I think, was it Palm Springs last episode? Um, um, when they were... Oh, they were somewhere in California. They just, like, traveled, like, four Oh, hours. when they went to Santa Barbara. That's it. When they went to yes. Santa Barbara, mm -hmm. I was like, no, this is a good fight scene. This is enough for me. I'm cool. We should end it here. And yeah. the fact that we just, we come back and they still didn't end it. One, I'm like, what are you going to talk about at the reunion if you don't stop now? You're, you have no fight for the reunion. <laughs> yeah. if you keep going now. Not to mention, we know Brandy is coming and we know Denise <laughs> quits. So why not just wait until she comes? The, the, the filming schedule has yes. been planned. We all got the e fight. <laughs> So I don't understand why we're still having this conversation because it's definitely going to beat a dead horse when we have this party and Brandy comes because then he's not going to be sideswept because she y'all have been talking about this every time you've seen her. Right. And so I'd be on my guard every day. Right. I, I, that's what the whole thing is. Like, I'm like, you guys need to like, you have to LVP Denise or else she's never going to come around. That was what LVP was really good at where you were like, I don't know if she's telling me the truth or not, but I'll, I'll show up. Like, yeah, when you're direct at Denise that it's her fault, we're all going against you. Of course she's not going to show up or she's going to bring her husband because she doesn't want to, like, get attacked. But if you're, like, LVP where you're like, oh, you're okay. Like, everything's okay. There's just a miscommunication. Then you show up and a fight starts. That's different. <laughs> See, it's so, it's so wild because this show really needed an energy like LVP. And, and you know, people may not want it to be LVP. But they need someone who's going to drive this scandal plot home and really do it well. And it's simply, they're all playing different roles and they're all looking out for themselves. And I just need someone to look out for themselves a little bit better. But then LVP by herself is failing on her own show. So it's just like, let's go see. They, they all need, need each other. They all need each yeah. other at the end of the this day. It's the an ensemble. the cast I've ever seen. It's, they really yeah. do. 
they're not surviving well. They're just not doing it. So I don't know what we have in store for Housewives. I remember faintly someone telling me, I think it was Andy Cohen via an entire PR press release that Salt Lake City was coming and um, this summer, and I don't know where it is. I think it's going to be winter. I think it's going to be spring, summer, you know, 2021. Yeah, when the joggers. Yes, exactly. When the joggers come, so will Salt Lake City. (laughs) And I don't know if you've heard this, but this is a very funny moment to um, end the show with. Sheree has not released a single pair of joggers. She did a commercial (laughs) for some, um, for a line that never came out um, a little while ago. And it was the first one in years, but yet she released a COVID statement in March about how they were shutting down production because of COVID. And please be patient with them. For the job we were waiting for for four years, be patient while we wait. Why didn't she, why didn't she just get out? It will always stick in my mind when Dwight said, a fashion show with no fashions, how dreadful. How dreadful. Will always stick in my mind that I'm like, Sheree, you have nothing to prove. Like, Get out I of the no business. What, it is. It's just <laughs> what are you it doing? Go, girl. It's yeah. gotta be costing you Bob Whitfield's money at this point. So just let it go. I, I mean, really love Sheree. So I really want I her to, to have I, a I want her to come back. When I was watching I think that her for, kids are gorgeous. Oh, I mean, Cairo. Gorgeous. Oh. Yes, Cairo you know, that is, is a gorgeous, gorgeous man. Yeah. You yeah. just, you know, just send me some Cairo photos. Just put them up, you know, it just. And he was in the video for the joggers. Was he wearing joggers? Like, yes. I feel like he'd show up in like Adidas joggers and sure would be like, we're working <laughs> on them. These aren't oh, them, no. but we've got them coming. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I think I might have led you to believe they were actual joggers. No, they were t-shirts that say joggers on them. No. No. Yes. And it was sold at Nordstrom briefly. Oh man, I, I remember this. No, I remember this because I remember being like Nordstrom. I cross reference. They're no longer at Vales, but um, they once existed. I do. And yes, I totally do. I totally it's remember thinking, what, "How did she get into Nordstrom?" <laughs> with a T-shirt that says "Joggers of the Barcode," we don't know. Oh bless. Oh, I know. Uh, so we've come to the end of this extremely long, but nothing will get taken out mixer. Um, thank you so much for coming on. Any final thoughts or words of encouragement for our um, Bravo celebrities who are struggling to be authentically themselves during this time? No, because I need them to be messes anyways, because this is what, like literally today I was like, when is someone going to get arrested? Like I need, right. I need to be entertained. This quarantine is why really we not sucking. Put, why are we, we not put cameras in their homes yet? I just don't understand why they're Thank not you. turned on like, I want Big Brother live feeds in all these women's homes. Like give me something. Like I need something, okay? So like I don't want them to do whatever. But I do want to say thank you so much for having me on. I think it is so amazing that you're like present, like the way you present yourself and the topics that you talk about because they do need to be heard and it's great to have a woman of color explain it. So I would, like I and I know that you didn't ask to do that so I very much appreciate that you do that because 
it's for someone like me, it's a lot to think about and learn. And I know it sounds dumb because it's so cliche when everyone says, I need to listen and learn, but realistically, like we do. And so I just want to say thank you so much for all the hard work you do. And even talking about it today, when you were mentioning about Luann's arrest and stuff, it really gave me a different perspective to view. So I just want to say I'm very appreciative of all the hard work that you do. And thank you for showing us your side and your opinion and how you react to things. I just want to tell you, yeah. you're doing an amazing job. Thank you. I really appreciate it. And I appreciate you coming on it. I too don't listen to a lot of, especially Bravo podcasts because it does seep into my inner sanctum. And I'm like, oh, did, did I hear that? Or did I say that? I don't know who said it. <laughs> but I will say there is not a cold chance in hell that someone at Bravo did not hear you and Mary say to do quarantine house and they're doing it. And it's a thousand percent from, because I remember I was doing dishes and I was like, Oh, that's a fun idea. It's already mounted camera full time anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and boom, all of a sudden it's happening. And I'm like, okay. Listen, oh we do a lot of, I think we all of us as Bravo podcasters do a lot of free intern work for them. Yes, of course. <laughs> I somebody commented on Bravo's um page because they meant they showed one of my memes for Potomac as the first one of like their Bravo fan roundup or whatever. Yeah. And some people were tagging me like. I want you to know this person at Mixing with Monty pretty much started your whatever new fandom you have for this show. Because I have been campaigning for about a year on everything. Watch it. I go on every podcast and I'm going to watch Potomac. Potomac every is, day I'm like, is watch so Potomac. underrated. It is so it is ridiculous. Amazing. I, I love Potomac. I think like the, these women, because they live in that, they live in that half and half. They're not, they're not poor, but they're not rich, but they're going to let you think that they are. It, it, the, and the personalities are just perfection. Like I've been waiting over a year now for this Monique and Candace fight. And, and like, it's when am I happen. getting in? It when doesn't make I... sense now to know that they pushed Potomac, but let us continue this Denise argument <laughs> for this long. Yes, we could have pushed Beverly Hills back, and I would have appreciated it in August if yep. I had Potomac in July. Yeah, so, I mean, I cannot wait. Like, I literally, I posted on our Instagram. I think was it yesterday where it was like the fight between Karen and Giselle with the mime trying to invite them to France is one of my favorite fights, trip invites, is like, it, throughout any franchise, it is one of the most ridiculous ways to be invited to things that I was like, this, this is real life happening right now. Like this is- And they like, did not know for the longest time. Yeah, like, they, so like they knew that they had to talk, like there's obviously like a scene set up, but they had no idea that this mime was trying to invite them to France because he stayed in character. <laughs> it was amazing. It was so good. It's some of the best so television good. I've ever seen. I've said it often. Anybody who's going to rap in the middle of the five-star hotel known as the Willard where presidents literally could be seen at any given moment in the day has my vote. And for that same person to be like, well, we're kind of looking for a home. And Giselle goes, so you don't have a home? And then he goes, I have four homes. And I was like, this is the kind of comebacks we need. There yeah. is nothing better than this. It's just so good. It's so good. And Ashley yells at Katie Ross, you need to fix that that hole in your heart instead of between your legs. And I just, I'm so I mean, when Monique is like, when Candace is telling Monique to drag her and Monique's basically like, okay. And I was like, no, what? No. Like, (laughs) antics 
<laughs> and she oh, threatens no. at, at, they threaten each other with like butter knives and they're like get out of my house like this whole time I don't know what's happening a butter knife. Is- her husband had to straddle her at her dining room table for six it was great I just will you be covering Potomac on your podcast when it comes on yes we will be yes I I've been like I love Potomac and so and Mary's been like a she's in and out and so now she's been because we've been in quarantine she's been you know just zoom teaching she's been catching up on making sure she's watched all seasons I'm like yes you can be like you can start on season two but like we really need to like fully go back to season one to understand the relationship between Karen and Giselle because that drives this entire franchise for seasons to come (laughs) yes and I'm probably going to be doing a a bonus podcast soon where I discussed with someone asked me on a live that I did like why were these people cast because I was like Robin is a legend here her husband is is yes like he his I set my standard table in our favorite bar in my college town I his the table was his table it's in front of his jersey and a little shrine in a place called Looney's Pub and it is a pub, and it is so good. They have the best happy hour specials ever. One dollar jello shots, okay. So, oh God, that's trouble. So, so good. <laughs> and I sat in front of his jersey all four years of college. So, like, yeah. he's a very big deal here. And Robin, they were such an it couple, and I know so many things about them and why they were casted. So I'm probably going to be doing that soon. And oh, of course, oh. I'm going. To be covering it very, very, very much so here. But please tell everyone where they can find your podcast, of course. We are on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Acast, wherever you can find podcasts. (laughs) What? I just, well, it's. Not that fake, humble, quietness. No, here's what's like. Here's what's like really funny. It's like, you know, you know, when you're like putting your podcast out and you have like the things that you always put in. So you have your like tags or you have like, you can find me at like whatever you copy paste and put it into like your description every time. So I literally was just going through it in my head of the description. <laughs> Where you can find that. us. <laughs> the options went like three places down and I'm like, um, girls, you can find them at two judgy girls. Yeah. Our you Instagram is at two judgy girls. Um, yeah, but I mean, we're, we're around. <laughs> come, find, come, come find us. I'm trying to be more active. I've been really busy, so I haven't been as active on Instagram. But thank God for, like, other accounts that are so freaking hilarious. Like, we've got you. We've got Danny. We've got Watch What Crap. We've got so many pages that are Bravo meme pages. It's so hard to keep up with everyone. <laughs> I, literally, I, I literally think, like, I'm like, oh, I've been following that account, right? And I look, I'm like, I have it. I'm like, I haven't what the hell? I'm like, oh, I'm following it on my personal account. I'm on the wrong account. <laughs> it's like, there's just so many, which is amazing because I love seeing how much, like, there's room for us all, you know? But I just, you know, if you, if you happen to want to check ours out too, we're at Two Judgy Girls. <laughs> yes, go listen to them. They are one of the few that I keep in my rotation because somehow, even though I talk about Bravo, I still can't get enough of it. I don't know oh why. God. Not thank a whole lot on you. it. <laughs> Thank you, thank you. That is so sweet. I can't wait to hear your Potomac breakdown because I know it's going to be fabulous. You seem to have so much insider scoop by being there. So I always love listening to like a podcast where they're like, okay, so this is why X, Y, and Z, because when you don't know an area, it's so nice to have somebody who gives a little bit of background about it. So I'm very excited to listen. For sure. I got you. And of course, you guys know where you can find me at Mixing with Moni. Anywhere you podcast, as Courtney just mentioned, you can find hers. You can find mine because the girl is on the charts these days, y'all. So 
is finally yes, in the same are. place on TPS Film. So we don't know how long this is going to last. So we're going to plug it while we're on there. Um, it's like Jerry's home. We don't know how long we're in here, but we're enjoying being rich while it's happening. So there's that. And of course, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Mixing with Mani, M-I-X-I-N-G. W-I-T-H-M-A-N-I. If this applies to you, though it should, stay happy, stay healthy, stay home. Save yourselves and other people. And yeah, see y'all next week. For more about me, Bravo, Housewives, Pop Culture, and so much more, Follow me on Instagram at Mixing with Moni, M-I-X-I-N-G-W-I-T-H-M-A-N-I. So you can keep up with me and don't forget to also leave a quick review on Apple Podcasts if that's where you're listening and rate me and maybe give me five stars. Thanks so much. Bye.